<laughs> we're coming in hot. We are. Coming we're coming in hot. We're coming in hot. It's 2024, and we're coming in hot. How's everybody doing tonight? Spectacular. Good, how are you? Fantastic. 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 So, uh, as you guys may know, may not know, in our group here, what we do is we take turns um, coming up with a show topic and leading it and doing that sort of stuff. And mine was going to fall on Christmas, which doesn't really work very well. Uh, and just before that, I was kind of analyzing my year of 2023. Um, what went well, what didn't. Um, goals that I crushed and goals that I absolutely failed on. And I tried to figure out, okay, so I crushed these ones, like phenomenally. Why did I fail on this particular goal? This doesn't make sense. And I really got looking hard at it and analyzing it. And I realized it was because I didn't have a very detailed step-by-step -step plan. Without a plan, a goal is just a fucking pipe dream. That's all there is to it. So uh, that got me thinking, okay, in order to accomplish something, you need to set a plan. And a plan you can actually achieve and step-by-step -step how, to, how to go about it. So I presented it to the guys and said, hey, I'm sure we've got guys in our group who have plans, have goals, or sorry, the other way around, have goals, but they don't have a plan. And they don't know how to accomplish them. We're all pretty accomplished guys. So why don't we grab a couple of them, uh, pick a goal or two, and work through with them, try and help them create an actual plan, break it down uh, so that they can accomplish it this year and change their, change their life and change how they look at goals and take them from a pipe dream and turn them into an actual goal and achieve it. Um, so one of the things that I learned uh, a while ago and I never applied it, and that's my own mistake, is don't get stuck in the quagmire of how. Never look at your goal and go, how am I going to accomplish it? How am I going to accomplish it? Because how is not an action word. How is the step-by-step -step procedure. When you ask the how and you don't know how, you can't accomplish it and you won't find the way. So instead of asking yourself how, look at the goal, look at the problem and go, what are the steps to accomplish this? What does this break down to? Once you start breaking the goal down into its pieces, you can, or the problem down into its pieces, you take this problem and now you come up with an actual plan. These are the pieces that I need to accomplish to reach that. And that's how you break it down. And that's what we're gonna do tonight. Awesome, let's do it. Yeah, I think it's absolutely fantastic. I know everybody talks about, oh, New Year's resolutions, or this, this time, this is the time I'm gonna change everything. Um, but that doesn't mean that any day you can't go ahead and start on whatever type of mission. But if you don't have that plan, you don't have that structure, you're going to fail. I mean, you may not, you may not fail, but uh, you have a heck of a lot higher of a percentage to be successful if you set that ahead of time and move forward with it. And, you know, honestly, I got to say that I was writing down my goals. And one of the things that, you know, my main goal this year, honestly, is to grow this community and to you know expand the outreach to a lot more guys and just help people and one of the things that i wrote down for myself is to you know actually get ahead of myself and pace myself better things at times will move slowly and need to move slowly i'm one of those guys who's like go 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 but if i'm go 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 i'm getting ahead of myself and i may drop certain things and then I overwhelm myself and then I'm dealing with burnout. We don't want that. So slowing it down a little bit, understanding that everything is a process 
just because you want something doesn't mean you can get it in a month. It may take a year. It may take a few years. So at least for me, just kind of like starting off like what we're talking about. HUDs, his first goal is to slow things down and make sure it is at a pace that everybody I'm working with can get on board with so we can all be successful. I mean, in my industry, we have a saying that, you know, you can't measure what you aren't monitoring. So how do you know how to measure your success or your check-in points or your milestones if you don't have a plan? So that's why having a plan is absolutely essential because you need to make sure that you have tangible steps, but you also have tangible milestones. So, you know, hey, I, it's take, going to take five steps in order for me to get here while I'm at step one or I'm at step two or I'm at step three. You know, imagine trying to navigate to a destination, right? You're trying to drive from, say, Los Angeles to Chicago, but none of the roads or freeways have any signs or any markings. You're not going to know how to get to where you're trying to get to because you have no frame of reference. You have no direction. Do I turn here? Do I get on this freeway for how many miles? So that's absolutely what a plan does is it charts out an actual pathway for you. And that's why it's an absolute essential part of your success in, in any process that you have. So, you know, for a lot of you guys out there, definitely um, say, you know, now is the time to really look at and focus on getting those aspects and those plans. And definitely excited to work with a lot of guys um, over the course of this year on really getting into the details on their plan and, you know, um, really like start challenging people too on their, their plans. Because a lot of times it's like, well, I got a plan and it, you have one kind of vague sort of step or goal in there. But, you know, again, if you're trying to right, get to a certain physique, you can't just go to your personal trainer. Well, I just want to be ripped with a six pack abs. Okay, great. Well, first thing you're going to ask you is like, what are you currently eating? You know, what's your eat cycle looking like? How many calories you're taking in a day? What exactly are you eating? When exactly are you eating it? Uh, you know, they're going to break down the real specifics of everything. And so that's what you have to do with your plans as well. You have to start getting very specific and break out what those steps are going to be and what they're going to look like. And yeah, it's not the, the most fun part of the process, but when you take a step back and you actually look at what you have, now you actually have something that's really exciting because instead of just, oh, I have this dream that's all the way over here and I have my starting point, which is where I currently am at, you actually have a clear pathway that you can see. And you can also make adjustments to that plan and that strategy as you're going through. Because hey, sometimes you know changes are, are gonna happen or you try a certain thing and it doesn't necessarily go exactly the way you want it to, but it's okay because now you have another destination or another road to pivot to. So if you're driving from you know, L.A. to Chicago and one road is closed, well, guess what? GPS is going to reroute you to the next road, right? But if you don't have any of those, that, that map or anything out there, well, now you're just at a roadblock and you're, just, you're stuck. And that can get you really demoralized real quick. That's, that's a question I'd like to present to the panel in terms of how do you go about defining these goals, especially maybe if this is a newer area of your life to you. So for me, for example, a couple of my goals are, okay, get better financially. But what does that look like? I have what I considered a year last year that wasn't ideal for me financially. But when I look at the math and I look at the paper, and I look at the numbers, I'm still in a very, very good position. These were goals that I set years ago to make sure that I can handle some of these rough waters financially if things were to happen. And I was able to do so successfully. So I don't necessarily consider that a loss. But this year, it's like, okay, what do those goals look like? Probably take the plan that I had before and then scale that to a higher level to where I can have more runway or where I can take more risks and not have sort of setbacks financially when I take bold moves and then maybe they don't quite pan out. That's another goal this year, take more bold moves, but professionally, physically, 
and uh, especially when it comes to the group trying to scale this thing. But what what does that look like? What does more moves look like for the fitness thing? That's good for me because I've I've been at that for years and years to where okay, I want to be one ninety pounds at ten percent body fat. Normally, I'm ten percent body fat at one eighty five pounds. I did a mini bulk with Joel this year. Probably put on five six pounds. We'll probably lose a pound or two of that muscle. So around one eighty nine one ninety pounds at ten percent body fat. That's something I know I can do because I have tracked everything. For every cycle, for every routine, for every diet, it's all there. I just look back to my notes and see that, okay, if I do this, this happens. If I do this, this happens. So for me, that's a pretty easy one. It's like, all right, I'm just going to maintain the volume I was doing lifting-wise during the bulk to hold the muscle mass and then slowly scale back on the calories to literally watch the fat shrink wrap around you. But that's something I, 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 I know and the finance thing maybe not necessarily so much i don't know maybe how to start defining those goals what does that look like what's the right way what's the wrong way so the question i'd like to pose to the the panel is how do you go about finding those goals is it is it a good idea to start with the ones that you can really dial into the details on for me such as my or for my physical goal and then go down to the ones where you're like, okay, another one, I'd like to see my family more. Well, what does that look like? That's been my goal for the last few years. And I have done that, but is that more frequency? Is that more contact time? Is that more FaceTime, whether that be digitally mediated? So that's like a question I'd like to throw out to everyone there. Oh, dude, I, I love that. And I'm sorry, but I, I, I feel like I want to hop in right away because I don't want this to lose my brain. And it's it's been something I've been thinking about so much the past couple of days. The way that I look at, okay, what do I want my goals to be? I look back on the entire year and I think about, all right, when were the times that I failed the most or I failed in such a way that made me feel the most shameful, whether that be in personal relationships or professional, it like, or some type of stupid crypto bet that I made that was just really dumb and I lost a lot of money, whatever it may be, whatever it may be. But I look at my failures and I think, okay, what what did I do wrong and how can I be better at that? Because a lot of times we talk about like um, everybody kind of thinks of lofty goals like, oh, I want to be like in better shape. I want to do that. I'm going to finally go to the gym. Okay. Those they're more simplistic, but when you actually think of like, okay, what caused me the most shame and how can I improve that so that that shame does not occur again? And how can I strengthen those personal relationships or whatever, whatever type of relationships, even that relationship with myself to not feel that way in the future. And so that's how I kind of outline it and then jot things down from there. I think a good quote that goes off that HUDs is a smart person learns from successes and a wise person learns from mistakes. So I am always looking at, okay, where did I mess up in this situation? Not to beat myself up, but to take an honest inventory and be like, okay, this time, this time around, I'm going to act very differently. And I think a great place to start to Jaren's question is to, to ask some people that you trust and who you want, their, like you, you admire their life. That's how I always go for a mentor. I'm like, okay, this is somebody that has what I want. Uh, how, do I, how do I achieve what they've achieved? And then start having conversations with them, which is kind of what we're gonna do today. Uh, some of my goals are to help more people quit marijuana. Uh, what I help people with is creating that plan to get off weed as fast and efficiently as possible and so you don't go back and relapse. Because once a lot of people, they get sober, but they just get sober to get sober. And that's, let's be honest, it's so boring. <laughs> you want to get sober so you can have a badass life and do cool things and um, date and do all the creative career or whatever it may be for you. So I really help people get in that mindset and then create that day-by-day -day plan that you can take, including fitness, exercise, nutrition, uh, meditation, and all the above to get, to get those goals complete. And then you can start to move on with your life 
and really start to work on those things that I think for a lot of people, they use drugs and alcohol to suppress in the first place. Okay. Lack of relationships or, or, um, family, all that stuff. So another goal for me is to get better at dating. And this is why the men and now is so great is because we have a panel full of people that are master daters, not, not the other one, but master daters. And we, <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, <laughs> almost almost like and it's yeah, just, when you get know, good at, i don't i don't know man you're speaking for yourself <laughs> yeah when you get good at dating there's no more master dating <laughs> that's the goal right yeah so i love it i love going out cold approach is my game and uh, i just want to get better at it and over you know work on that approach anxiety and all that stuff and get better at uh, setting dates and doing all the above so a big part of that for me is going inwards and doing some more inner work so as Jaron was having some fun last night uh, with, with some ladies, I was in the corner reading a book on love addiction at the nightclub. Yeah, you were literally couldn't... sitting next to me. I was like, what are you doing, bro? And then you left right right before the headliner came on. It was really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you missed a dope I, DJ. The, the board model look used to work in Miami back yeah. in the early 2000s. I don't think it works anymore, Joel, but, it, you know, good try. Uh, but for, for, before, yeah. just like Huds, man, before it loses my thought, you know, making the plan, like we talked about in the book club, the last habit we talked about is starting with the end goal in mind. And that's lining out how you're going to reach that goal and <clears throat> making your goals realistic as possible. is going to be the most important thing. You know, just saying I want to get in better shape. That's too vague. Make it say I want to make more money. That's too vague. You need to say I want to make X amount and this is how I'm going to do it. And this is the plan that I'm going to use to get there. I'm going to get this certification. I'm going to level up at work. I'm going to get a new job. You, you have to have a specific plan in mind because if not, it's like Bentley said at the beginning, it's part of my language, a fucking pipe dream. We can have a lot of dreams. Everybody wants to make more money. Everybody wants to get in better shape, even guys that are in shape. But if you don't set out a specific plan on how you're going to get there with yourself or with friends that you trust that you can get there, then you're destined, you're setting yourself up for failure. So short term goals, midterm goals, long term goals are what's I think it's important. Something that you yeah. can achieve in the next 90 days that's achievable, that's going to give you a small win that's going to help you motivate yourself to get that midterm goal, that six-month goal achieved. So because if you just fail at everything, you're going to quit. And we don't really fail until we quit, but if you're not making a plan and setting achievable goals that you can achieve, you're not going to win, so it's not going to be fun, and it's, you're not going to look forward to that next one. So you'll stop before you even really start. I think there's importance too in doing micro goals also. So for a larger goal set, um, I know my channel is gringo guides. I do some of the dating type topics, but actually I used to be severely overweight and I've helped quite a few guys lose significant amounts of weight, 60, 80, and a hundred pounds, that, that kind of weight loss. And so you get a guy, he gets, he gets across the camera from me, gets on a call and says, all right, well, I have, I have roughly a hundred pounds to lose. Or a lot of guys, a lot of guys kind of undershoot it. They say, oh, I'm like 60 pounds overweight. It's like, oh, if you lose 60 pounds, you're still significantly overweight. So a lot of them don't understand that. But you don't want to, you don't want to suck the wind out of their sails either. So you say something like, okay, well, realistically, to be healthy, this is the weight you should be at. Like, oh, my God, that's 100 pounds. Oh, it's 120 pounds. It's so much. But when you break it into the little milestones, say something like, okay, we'll lose five pounds in your first month. That's really, really gentle weight loss you don't really have to do much for that so what, what 1.25 pounds a week that's not a lot and get more aggressive okay two pounds a week maybe maybe two and a half three pounds a week probably wouldn't go more than that but rather than saying okay you have 100 pounds to lose and you have a year to do it go 
that's a monumental task. It's like, okay, let's do five pounds this month. And then let's let, in this month, let's start scaling back on the drinking. Let's start cleaning up the diet. Let's get rid of the sugars. Let's get rid of the sweets. Let's get rid of all the added salt you don't necessarily need. Let's start throwing out fried food. Let's learn how to cook. Let's learn how to start month two. Let's start building a new diet. Okay. It's protein based and then fill in your carbs. If you're lifting a lot of guys, a lot of times don't need to be lifting. It's like, okay, cool. Just get the fat off, get the fat off and we'll build the muscle. But when you start breaking that lofty goal, hundred pounds, like, Oh my God, that's monumentous. When you break that down to, okay, five pounds here, and then let's go like seven pounds this next month. And then maybe 10 pounds the next month and probably not more than that. Then that's more achievable. And then as Kevin mentioned, you start getting those quick wins. You, you get you get momentum going. You're like, okay. So I know a lot of guys, especially in the gym thing, they say, all right, I have 100 pounds to lose. I'm going to do straight keto. I'm going to do two-a-day workouts. I'm, it's like, bro, you haven't done that ever. That's how you got to be 100 pounds overweight. What makes you think your body's just going to snap back and respond to it? As you lose the weight, mm-hmm. there's new considerations that come up to get from – 38% body fat to 20% body fat. Okay, that's kind of a straight run, but from 20% to 18%. Okay, there's different considerations there. 15% different considerations. 12%. If you want a six pack, you need about 10% body fat. There's different considerations as you get going. So you have to learn along the way. So I love the idea of doing micro goals within a much larger goal set. Yeah, and well, I think that's... the big thing you guys have all been sorry about it, I mean to cut you off um real quick, but I think the big thing that you've all been like really hinting at, which again addresses your very great question there, Jaron, is that you have to get specific with your goal as well, right? Like mm-hmm. if one of your goals for 2024 is oh, I want to buy a new car. Okay, well, if you want to buy a Toyota Corolla, or if you want to you tell me you want to buy a Lamborghini, now you have a drastically different conversation we have to have and a very drastically different set of sets you have to, you know, steps you have to go through. Right. I mean, unless you're just balling out of control like that, and then you're just like, all right, whatever, I'm bored, I'm gonna roll in and like get whatever. But again, you know, for for most folks out there, right? It's like, hey, if you set a very specific goal, like, hey, I want to buy a new car, right? You gotta figure out exactly well, what kind of car do you want to buy? Like what's the price point, right? So you know exactly how to reverse engineer it. So yeah, when it comes to your guy your goals, right? Like, hey, I wanna have you know more time with family. Well, get specific. I want more in-person time with my family because I want to see my nieces more, you know, in in, in, uh, in person, right? Or, hey, I want to have, you know, better financials. Well, it's like, well, I'm making X amount and I want to make this amount in order to facilitate more travel in my lifestyle or be able to, like, afford certain things without having to sweat, you know, my bills or whatever it is, right? So get very, very specific with your goals because, again, like going back to my earlier example, right, of, hey, if you're trying to go from L.A. to, you know, Chicago – well, if you're just trying to go from L.A. to, I don't know, somewhere on the East Coast, well, all right, like, great. But, you know, you're no clue, like, how you're going to get to where you're going to get to. But, no, I want to go to this exact specific city. Oh, okay, cool. I have a very specific goal and a very specific uh, set of steps I can take to get to this goal. So definitely get, like, very specific with your goals. That is what, um, you know, will help you really, really start to define and really get these things locked in as well as just give you more motivation because now again it's not just a ethereal idea it's an actual tangible thing that it's like okay cool here's where it is here's where i need to be yeah i was coaching someone uh recently and he came from marijuana and we he got clean with marijuana really quick and then he asked about dating and so we set those weekly goals for him for cold approach so if i would have just said go out and start dating that would have been too vague he would have no he would have none, no idea what to do so we started okay go to the club and you're gonna approach, uh, you're gonna approach three girls that night, and he did that. Came back the, the next week, and we talked about it. The next week, we're like, okay, you're gonna approach uh, in the first five minutes because what he was saying is he spent like three hours waiting to approach someone. So, giving him specific time amounts was very helpful, and he was able to 
capitalize on those goals because he had a structured plan. Next one was approach a group of, of three girls or more to overcome that group anxiety. And uh, he started to do that. And it was just awesome to see because we gave him that specific um, set plan instead of just a vague, you know, overview of what you should be doing. So it, it's, it's really helped me too. Cause I'm like, okay, like with YouTube, okay, we gotta get specific. We need to be posting a certain amount of videos every week, no matter what, for, for this to grow. <laughs> and we're gonna be talking about this, I think tomorrow, but um, mm -hmm. we need to have those specific numbers. And if we hit those numbers, all we gotta do is just sit back and watch the results come. But you have to have that game plan and that specific structure. Right. 100% agree. Um, before we move forward, I just want to say shout out to you, Orlandis. Um, you had said, hey, new here. I need this motivation. That's I awesome. love that. I love yeah. that. That's awesome. I love that. I love reaching, uh, reaching new people and helping them achieve their goals. We all do. So happy to Absolutely. have you, man. Orlandis, I was going to say, uh, jump in the group because we have quite a few. I do, I do significant weight loss. We have another guy that's coming up here soon. I think he's like a lot of guys more on the lean gainer type side. So building that muscle mass and actually putting on weight. But and we have everything in between there. So we've all been at different parts in our fitness and weight loss journeys. So definitely consider joining the group. I'll throw the banner down below real quick so we don't have to go into too much of a pitch right now. But um, that's definitely the place to go. Uh, these live streams, we do these just for, as a courtesy for the public. But we do a lot of these within the community too as well. We get really granular and we dive into the details there. Absolutely. All right. Go so, ahead, Bentley. Yeah, um, you, you asked a, a question there, Jaron, and and uh, Josh followed that up um, perfectly. Of you have to be specific with your goals. Uh, if you say you want more money, well, here's five dollars. Go away. Uh, I want to lose weight. Okay, cool. Um, you know, don't eat today, and you'll lose two pounds. Go away. You know, yes. you, you've done that with your weight that you want to be one ninety ten percent. That's very specific. So with your money thing, put a number on it. What do you want at the end of the year? And now you know how to deconstruct it, right? If you just say, I, I want more money, um, you don't know what you're, you're shooting at. Like, it's like when we were at, in Jackson, we went to the, uh, to the gun range there. Um, you know, if you went to the gun range and say, I want to hit a target, well, cool, we'll put a four foot by eight foot sheet of plywood out 10 feet out and give you a shotgun. Stevie Wonder could hit the damn target, right? Like, it's not exactly very specific. No, we want to hit the six inch plate at 700 yards with a sniper rifle. Okay, we had a target. We had to build up to that. So we did the steps, you know, in order to achieve that, we had to start lower and work on smaller targets, closer range with smaller caliber guns. And we worked up to that and that's how we achieved it, right? So like you talked about with your micro goals, that's literally taking that big goal of hundred pounds and breaking it down. You're doing it in reverse, but it's the exact same process. So my past business, um, I used, to, uh, I used to move heavy equipment, specialized equipment for a living. Um, I moved machines that weighed 2 million pounds across the continent. If I was to show up there and go, oh, God, how are we going to do this? I'd never answer the question. It was always what? What are the steps involved? That machine comes apart into over 600 loads to move and move it across the continent. And it's got to be moved in a specific order because they're put together in order. The thing is so big that they can't, if they put the tracks together, they have to bring in a crane that costs a hundred thousand dollars a day to move a track. So mm -hmm. that, those sorts of things just don't happen. Right. So it's, everything is a process. You just reverse engineer it. And I was going to interject real quick. Um, Orlandis, where do I join? So I put the banner down there. It's menofnow.us. And then for anyone else watching this, if you're in the place like I am, I have my goals pretty specifically defined. 
some of the things like the finance ones, like, okay, well, I need to understand what am I capable of or how do I want to go about making it? So we'll, we'll still, we'll get into some, some of these conversations yeah. within the group and, and I'll find these for myself. For me, the fitness thing is really easy because I track everything for 20 years up. Oh, here's where I'm at. Here's the ne next logical step. I don't want to do crazy steroid cycles. So there are limit limits too. All right. What can I do within the parameters I set for myself? All right. 190 pounds at 10% body fat. That's like top 1% physique. Okay, cool. I can do that. Financing is kind of like, well, how do I want to go about it? Do I want to get multiple jobs? Do I want to get one really, really good job? Do I want to do a bunch of freelance stuff? Do I want to do a combination of uh, passive revenue streams? So how do I go about kind of building that that framework? So we'll cover all of that uh, in the group. Again, going back to the weight loss question, I'm definitely your guy for that. But we have other guys in the group that are actually along that journey as we speak. And then guys, anyone else watching? Uh, Again, hey, what, where do I start? How do I start leveling up? How do I set a new goal for the new year? Get in the group. That's exactly what we're here for. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, speaking speaking of setting that and making sure that we develop plans, we talked about this before. We wanted to bring in members and give them personalized plans because giving giving that personalized plan, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's hard sometimes to do it for yourself. So. I'll let you take it away, Bentley. I think we got a very special person who's coming in right now, right? Uh, we do. I don't see him down there. In, oh, there. Scroll down. There over he there. is. I just, I just added him in. We got Mr. Andy. How you doing, brother? Hello. Hi, guys. How you welcome, doing? Welcome. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. The man. Not a myth Thanks word. Like me on. He's, a man. He's the man. <laughs> Andy Ho. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Thank you. I'm very good. Very good. Thanks for uh, inviting me on. Thanks for staying forward to this. I know it's late where you're at, but right. yeah, suited, late, yeah. booted, looking good, you know. Like, <laughs> so yeah. give us a bit of an overview, Andy, of uh, of what your goal is. So, uh, Andy is one of our members. I'll introduce. We'll introduce him. He's one of our members. Um, Andy's very successful. Uh, has a very successful business. So we're going to stay a little bit high level on this because we're not going to give away his trade secrets because they're very valuable. Um, and so we're not going to get into specifics with that. But he does have some goals around business uh and also a personal goal so we'll let him share what he wants to share publicly publicly with us we've shared some stuff behind the scenes that we'll keep private but tell us what you uh tell us what you want andy yeah th thanks family yeah firstly uh as you, as you say we you know in private when we speak we go into a lot more detail don't we so we've already shared that but seeing as this is public we've got to dial it back a little bit so that's fine i appreciate that um, so yeah, just just in terms of setting goals, uh, I'm, I'm I'm quite I, I think I'm quite seasoned on achieving goals myself. So I use a particular technique. I use um, the rapid planning method from Tony Robbins. It's a great system, and I set goals. If you've ever seen the Wheel of Life, there's sort of seven areas of life. Mm -hmm. So I set projects using RPM, which is a 12 month plan going down to a 90 day plan all the way down to a week and then even a daily plan. So really, really breaking it down right down to three specific mini goals per day. So I'm quite good at this and I've been able to achieve some fantastic things. And in terms of my business, so I'm in tech, software, enterprise software, enterprise uh, consulting, IT consulting. And uh, we implement... Um, sort of large IT systems, if you like, in regulated engineering industries. And in terms of achieving goals, we've managed to get the business to a whole new uh, kind of status, if you will, over the last couple of years. 
and just the last 12 months we had a slight dip um it was planned because we we had a almost like a free year if you will where we implemented some very large projects we, we knew we'd planned for this dip and as it as it came down um we kind of didn't quite manage all the finances correctly um we've since recovered i think last year 2023 was in almost like um especially within the engineering industry industry was in a part recession uh the, the pipeline the sales pipeline just dropped off a cliff everywhere and it wasn't just our company i was speaking to a lot of other companies as well that were experiencing the same things there, there just wasn't anyone in the market looking for such services and, and it was for most of the year now it has started to recover so my ultimate goal for the business is to bring about stability because we we have we always have these peaks and troughs in business especially in tech so if i think about where we was three years ago we might have been here we then had a free year where we went up to here and then last year we came back down which was planned because we knew we were going into maintenance, but it was still higher than the previous, you know, couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So the trend is still up. But I want to want to do where we've got this kind of like that point and the low point. I want I want the the difference between the two to be shallower, so it's more predictable. So as we go forward, my goal is to bring about stability. Now there's two areas that are absolutely key to getting this. And the first is pipeline, new business. Everyone needs new sales. So that is what we're doing in terms of acquiring new sales. So we, we, we've got a new sales process. Um, and we're doing, we do very well with things like SEO. We've got really good organic SEO, quite niche products. So mm-hmm. one of our products is one of the only ones on the market. So we get inquiries from around the world, which is really good. Um, so improving the sales pipeline is the first part of it. And the second part, which is even more important, is quality management systems and improving our quality of service. And what that entails is codifying every single area of the business, how we do things. So whether it's how we make a sale, Mm -hmm. how we deliver a project, how we onboard a client into software, how we provide ongoing support and maintenance, there's a there's a defined process flow where we know every single step mm-hmm. and once it's codified because um, previously we've been too loose you know we've had some growth um it's a new team we, we just let people because everyone's um we're all professionals in our own right so you just allow people to develop their own techniques but we've got to the point now where we need to codify it so if anyone new comes into the business we, it's almost written down this is what you do you've got this step that step that step we build logical workflows in the software where it's like a gated process. They can't really deviate from the, if they need to deviate, then they have to get approval to deviate. Mm-hmm. And what that gives us is clients like that, because we're talking like corporate government clients, they like to know that we have a defined process. It's confidence in doing business with us. And so it, it and what it does it because we can, almost guarantee that we will stick to our own process. It reduces churn. So mm-hmm. in terms of clients, because what we want to do is build the software license revenue. 
so that they come back year on year and just pay the license fee. You know, we keep providing that service. It's kept tight. You know, we're responding to SLA's service level agreements on time, delivering good quality service, reducing churn. And the other part to it is business automation. So at the minute, I, I want to move more into a role where my job is more oversight. So I just want to audit the process. I don't want to be, at the minute, I'm too much in the detail projects, mm -hmm. trying to keep things going. Once I've, once it's documented, it's implemented, and everyone's trained on the quality management system, should be able to step back and just audit, are people doing their jobs? I'll speak to the heads of departments, if you will, you know, head of sales. I can just go on to the CRM, check all the sales, where are we at with this deal? Why is that not been responded to? That kind of thing. Um, I don't even want to go into that much detail. I probably, you know, it's just like management reviews. I speak to yeah. the head of sales. And if I get that quality management system in, we get business <coughs> automation, which allows me to set step back and focus on vision and the direction of the company and the vision rather than the, you know, the individual bits of detail on what's going on on a particular project. I shouldn't yeah. have to. It's documented for that. So yeah, that's that's my big goal. That, well, you know, what I'm gathering from that, Andy, if you don't mind me chiming in here real quick, is sure. like do you, one of your ultimate goals for for the next year, maybe a long term goal or mid term goal, is that you put yourself in a position where you're an oversight as the business mm -hmm. owner, where where you should yeah. be, where you've got your team finely tuned in, uh, well oiled machine that where you can kind of enjoy the fruits of your labor. Correct. Correct. Because you, you built build this business, and now it's time for you to still be involved. You'll probably never not be involved to the, the gentleman I work for in government contracting. He tells me straight up, I will never not all the way be involved. But if he wants to take a week off, he knows he's got a team like myself and the people that I work with that he's basically in an oversight position. And I think that's the goal that you're trying to achieve. Am I correct? Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's a couple of ways of describing that. One is there's, there's such a thing called, uh, you know, the, the two CEO model. Have you ever seen that where you've got, um, the person who looks after the vision, which is myself, and then you've almost got like the managing director who does the day-to-day -day mm -hmm. sort of management. And we've got a guy in our business that sort of does that. I'd love him to move more into that position to allow me to focus on the vision. Because you're right, I've seen another model where the business owner just have to look after the team and the team just has to look after the clients. And the clients then look after the business. So, you know, there's like four parts to it. You be the business owner. You look after the team. The yeah. team then look after the clients. The clients then look after the business. And it, yeah, I'm, I'm very extremely, uh, familiar with the 2CO position that you're talking mm. about. Uh, the way I would envision it for my own business is as the owner, I would be the one that's the visionary, always looking to the future, trying to keep up mm. with the trends trying to stay with the market, if, if not ahead of the market. And then my number two, the two IC, the two CO, however you want to call them, they're the ones that are managing the teams, making sure everything day-to-day -day is operational. Yeah, I mean, that's essential. You have to have a visionary and an executor because usually executors are amazing, but they don't have a long-term direction to be pointed in. But the visionaries are really, really good at you know navigating that pathway. But because they're so focused on that, like they don't have necessarily the bandwidth to dive into the day-to-day so it definitely sounds that, you know, for um, you know, part of your 
um, goals, right, is being able to, one, get a little bit more of an overhaul in your processes. So getting those built up, structured in place, but also making sure it works in a way that properly incentivizes everyone. So that way you have a, you know, not only a finely, um, you know, fine-tuned and well-oiled machine, but you also are retaining the talent that you currently have, right? Because trying to go out and get new talent, right, can be a little bit tricky. Unless, of course, you, you know, um, do a bit of an audit and you find like, okay, there might be a couple folks that are on cruise control. So it might be time to have that, you know, hey, come to the light conversation where it's like, all right, you know, either you're, you're on board or, you know, you, you got to find a different um, place to be. So, you know, getting those uh, processes overhauled in place. And then um, the second part might be, you know, as far as new business is concerned, looking into, you know, looking um, at strategic markets or at least new strategic markets for yourself to see where exactly those new potential business opportunities are, uh, because that is where, especially in your specific area, um, you know, things can get a little bit saturated pretty quickly, right? Because it's not exactly like mm -hmm. it's just a wealth of pools out there of, oh, this is just here all over the place. You know, you're very, very specified and uh, niche, which makes you extremely good, extremely effective. But, um, you know, if you're getting saturated in a particular market, now it's time to look into other new markets and also seeing how you can leverage the success you've had with your current markets to help break into those new markets or finding a good bridge from another market. And it may never hurt to look at you know, another company that could potentially be a good joint venture partner to take some of that load off um, for you guys. So you basically have a really good pass through back and forth where, again, they kind of set things up, prime it, and then you guys just pick it up and, and run with it from there. So, you know, the co-CEO model is great, but also the joint venture model can work really, really effectively with mm -hmm. another um, organization that can do a lot more of the hands-on or sourcing uh, material bits or, you know, the bundling bits, especially when it comes to, you know, when you're dealing with like RFPs or requests for proposals, for those of you guys who don't know, um, oftentimes it's really, really good to have a joint partner on there because there's a whole variety of different things that kind of become like more of a wish list. And in reality, they say they want 50 things, but they only want about 10. And so sometimes if you have a very, very good joint partner that you can go in with, you have full coverage so you can show that, hey, even though you really care about these 10, we can still take care of the other 50. So it makes your um, you know, use case that much stronger and can help you win a lot of business. So, you know, and I know because I'm in this very similar field yeah. to, to your field. So yeah, you know, we'll we'll have a more you know lengthy talk like uh, offline mm -hmm. about it. But you know, I'd say like for for now at the high level, um, those are kind of the three things to look at is you know that overhaul automation of the process. Um, again, looking at, um, you know, potential new markets to go into and then three, looking at possible, you know, joint venture partners or other types of strategic partnerships that can really be, um, beneficial and again, helping drive more business and revenue, um, to keep things a bit more consistent, keep that growth a little bit more consistent, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and that's, so, uh, I've transitioned out of my transportation business. I now run a marketing agency. <laughs> This is largely what I specialize in is um, businesses that have the uh, kind of the intangible, so to speak, that that sell a service. Um, a software as a service, there is a um, there is a tangibility to it, uh, like there was with my transportation. But there is still a lot of it that the customer doesn't actually see. And being able to convey the value of the parts that nobody actually sees is difficult. Um, mm. So a big thing that I found with that is 
very, very key on your brand, making sure that all of that is consistent and following up with your customers, which I'm sure you do on a regular basis. Um, like you talked about with your processes you're putting in with those processes, make sure you're constantly updating your clients. You know, here's where we're at. We've accomplished X, Y, Z. We now have the next three steps that we're moving on to. And that's what we're working on at the moment. And that is how you take an intangible and turn it into something they can actually see because you're showing them what you're actually doing. And that's something that you know, anybody who's in any kind of a service business, when you're uh, providing something like that, it's always, you have to tell your client, your customer where you're at in the process and what you're doing. Otherwise, literally they're relying on a promise. So to fulfill that promise, you need to constantly update them. And that lets them know that that promise is being followed through on and delivered. Yeah, I'm just writing some notes down about that now, Bentley. <laughs> this is great. And I'm just picking up on, um, we had a chat yesterday about this and I've also had a chat with Josh as well about the new markets thing. And mm -hmm. th this is what I like about, you know, meeting you guys, talking to you guys. I mean, I find out we've probably got some synergies like yourself, Bentley, you work for, all right, there's a totally different business, but they are similar clients, right? I mean, mm -hmm. your previous business, you're in oil and gas and heavy industry engineering. Mining. We're software. Yep. Mining. We're software for those industries. Yeah, we're not on the hardware or, you know, the mm -hmm. you're doing logistics. But we're talking about the same client. And then when I meet Josh and I realize that he's an enterprise software sales uh, guru, it's like, great. So... Yeah, you're exactly right, Josh. New markets, right? What, one thing I've found, there's probably a few things I can talk about. One thing I found, my business will be 11 years old at the end of this month, January, end of January. In that time, I've had three major teams. And this next team, this current team, the best team ever. And as, as, you, as the business matures, you can tend to attract better talent. Mm -hmm. When you first start out, you've got two problems. You haven't got the money to afford the best talent and you can attract the talent because you need a track record. People want to work for a successful company, not just anyone. So you end up taking whoever you can get and then you've got to take all the warts and all, you've got to deal with them. You get people that like, you know, they turn up late, <coughs> or they get drunk or whatever. Really, you know, problems with the staff we're now in a position where we've got the best talent and we're all brilliant. And I've got to make sure I can retain them, which is difficult. The team, the second team that I had, I made the mistake of hiring a lot of, um, uh, uh, let's say, it was no one's fault, but hiring direct expensive salespeople for this type of business is a risky move. You can quickly spend a lot of money. Our approach now is to use partners like Josh said. So mm -hmm. we, a lot of our sales are indirect. We, we really, really major on organic SEO. We've, we've got great organic SEO. We've really invested in that. Um, we just created some new products recently. So, well, the, it's part of the same software, but it's a new market area, um, which we think is going to grow. And we created some SEO some web content to drive traffic. And within the first hour, it was a tip spot on Google. 
even above the multi-billion dollar American industries, you know, the huge competitors, we were above them because it's quite niche. And that was impressive. It usually takes months to get that level of SEO straight away because we researched it with the marketing team. We just really, really nailed it, used the right tools and got there. That's one one area that we, we a lot of our new business inquiries come by a direct, um, in, sorry, indirect organic SEO sort of inquiries mm-hmm. through the website. Um, the other one, we don't go knocking on people's doors. It's, the cost of sales is really expensive to hire salespeople. We'd prefer to work with partners, so we like large engineering companies or resellers or people like that. Because those resellers, like you said, Josh, there's companies out there that specialize in this. That's all they do. They resell and they know how to position a market. You've got lead generation companies. It's worth us investing in sort of collaborating with partners, which we call them partners, whether it's going to be someone who's going to do direct reselling. It may be an engineering company that gets the lead contract because we're often, uh, we're not a lead contractor. We are always a subcontractor to a large engineering project. So it might be like a huge uh, engineering or construction company who've got the prime contracts and we're sub as a software provider, or it could be like a big consultancy and we're sub again. That or we have like a direct. So you were exactly right, Josh, this is, um, one of the areas that we focus on, and yeah, I know I we've had a chat about this. This is what I like about you know meeting you guys because you you see these connections. You know, this is what it's all about: networking to me, finding the yeah. right people. And what's great about that is that you know with partners, right? You're in the same ecosystem, so you can see the mutually mm-hmm. beneficial and linear pathway for you both to like really go forward and help each other out and cover each other's you know blind spots. Whereas yeah. if you go more direct sales persons, right, it's they tend to be more mercenaries. So it's just like, all right, I'm here. I'm here to show up my check. I don't have to raise your flag or whatever or care necessarily like what the long-term thing is. I'm just here to like do a thing, get paid, and then bounce off to the next thing. Um, but, you know, another thing, the key thing that you tapped on is that, especially in the software space, no one wants, everyone wants to work for a successful company. No one wants to be at a startup. So because you now, um, you know, hit that threshold, um, a very, very good thing to do would be now to like really double down on like, hey, we've been around for going on 11 years now, where most shop, where most software um, shops like close up within 11 months. I mean, I've been around the software, enterprise software space for a long time. I've seen so many software companies come make a huge splash, raise a bunch of venture capital. Hey, these guys raised $78 million, Mm. blah, blah. And then. 18 months later, all the clients they stole from us come back to us right. because they closed doors and you know closed shop. Yeah. So. Let me interject there, Josh, because that <clears throat> is a massive one. So we've we've had a lot of direct feedback on this. If I think about some of our competitors, a lot of them have gone for the VC money, right? We've bootstrapped the whole way, so we've got zero debt. We don't owe anyone. I spoke to lots of VCs and there's a local one in Manchester where I am in the UK and I remember I'm not going to name him this guy said to me and he went be careful taking on VC money he said to me because you'll end up with another boss do you want that yeah. I don't want another yeah. boss I don't, I don't want targets and, and you can leverage that with your clients because then you can really be able to say like hey look you know we could have taken money this you know this route but instead, we chose to go this way because we know truly how best to service mm. this particular market. 
rather than taking money and then having to be subject to the whims of someone that's looking for two or three investment percentages. Because again, they don't really care. They just see this as a, all right, I put a little bit of money here. Let me see how I can get some points back. Uh, okay, yeah, maybe we downsize and you know fire a bunch of people, or maybe we take a deal that's not necessarily well, the best thing, but because yeah, we want yeah. just you know all we care about is getting a little bit of return. So again, yeah. you can really that dive in and leverage that. Yeah, yeah. as a business owner too, you look at VC money as that's a silent partner. Okay, they're just trying to inject some capital, and but then they become not only silent, they become the loudest person in the room of mm -hmm. how they feel like you should run your business, even though they're just putting up a bunch of money. So, I mean, they, they can be helpful, but if they're not a necessity, I would say stay away from VC money. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's what I, that, that's what, whenever I'm, I'm approached all the time by, you know, VC companies, they just, they just approach you and they're trying to, and I always give them the same line. I always say, okay, what do I, what would I spend the money on? Why do mm. I need the money? Like we we've got yeah. cash flow, we don't need any extra. I'm not saying we've got loads of money. We haven't got the money that the you know you do you do get some competitors and they you know they take a, a large chunk of VC money, and one or two things happens. You said it, Josh. One of those I know. One of them companies, a friend of mine who was head of sales, lives near me. They all got fired because eventually they want the return. Yep. And they didn't yeah. deliver the return. So all you get is this huge pressure in sales targets. And when we speak to clients, sometimes I've had some feedback, the same feedback a few times of the ones that take the VC money are under so much pressure that they start doing things like trying to take scope from the client, like consulting money and things like this. So they're under so much pressure to make a sale that they end up shooting themselves in the foot because they, all of a sudden they've got to make this map. They've got to pay this debt off. Yeah. Why have yeah. the debt unless you need it? What would I spend it on? Absolutely. Exactly. And that's Jaron's in marketing too. It has a marketing background as well. And I'm sure he can speak to this is people don't pay for products. People don't really pay for services. What they pay for is a trans the transformation. They pay for the results the change. Yeah. And that's what it is. And that's something that, uh, you should definitely enhance in your marketing and in your branding is the fact mm. that you aren't beholden to VCs who are going to um, it's our strength. Right. They're not going to put you in a position where, Oh, well, we've got this company who can use your product, but we need you to make these changes and you're no longer focused on the customer that you're currently going after or you're currently dealing with because you've now got to pivot because the money behind you forced you to make that pivot. You don't have that. You don't have that yeah. gun to your head. And that is a very valuable thing that the time you've been in yeah. business for 11 years, you know, um, you know, a lot of businesses don't last that long. Uh, what is it? 10% of businesses last more than 20 years. I think it's only 15% make it more than 10. So you're already in the top 15%. And in software, that's even a lot More larger. Than yeah. yeah. So again, you know, being able to really leverage the hey you know you've been servicing this particular niche right um <laughs> with your vision and have been providing that value for over 11 years and have been had the freedom and flexibility to really dictate and drive that value that just puts you again miles and leagues above uh, your competitors so you know definitely for going forward and opening up new markets it's like that's the definite thing to like really double down on right where it's like yeah we bring over a decade of experience and proven value that we've delivered so, you know, sure, you can go with the other, you know, flashy whatever that, you know, raise a 
ton of capital. But again, these are a bunch of guys that may not necessarily know this market or been in it, living and breathing it for, you know, going on 11 years now. Um, and again, having the real, that, that track record there, that just speaks volumes. Yeah. And with your, with your mind being in the right place where quality is your number one concern, if yeah. you take on outside investors, your quality is going to, I won't say fail, but it's going to subside because now you're, like you said, that pressure is going to be put on your shoulders to make your investors happy. So quality kind of gets pushed to the right and then capital becomes number one. But I'm a firm believer if your product is a one quality, the money comes along with it. And you've already proven that in your own business, Andrew. Uh, you said you have no debt with your what you got. So why do you need somebody yeah. else's money? Unless you're trying to break from a small business to a medium business or a large business. And sometimes it's better mm -hmm. to stay at an echelon that you're dominating instead of moving into that next level and then grow horizontally instead of vertically. With the yeah. joint ventures, with the partnerships, with that, you know, uh, mentor protege programs. I don't know if you have that. We deal with that a lot in the business because we're mm -hmm. still a small business where I'm at, but we have six of them now instead of one large business where <coughs> we're dealing with the big guys. Now mm -hmm. we dominate the small business market with six companies instead of one, just one big company. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You're, and what you talked about with um, being able to systematize and, and process. A lot of that comes down to uh, what you already know, uh, you've already mentioned it, is SOPs, standard operating procedures, right? And um, so you can take a little more of that step back role. Um, and maybe that's something where you bring in a, an assistant that does something like that. And they sit with each person and each department that's doing their thing. And they learn and they develop your SOPs for you. So you're not taking away from the people who are currently doing that job. Because if they have to start building an SOP, now they're distracted and they're not going to be focusing on what they should be. So that's something I would look at is, is doing something like that. And that will help you build your SOP. And then, of course, it gets verified by the persons, the people in said departments of, is this correct? As the person builds it for them by being in there and analyzing it and understanding it. And get somebody that does exactly that. Because yep. if you get people that don't build SOPs that are in departments and you tell them we want an SOP for it, they maybe don't know exactly how to build it and what they'll build won't be correct. So yeah. I would be very specific on who you get to help you build your SOPs so that they're built correctly. Yeah. That's a great thing about this community too. And I don't mean to cut anybody off because you've got guys like myself that do write SOPs yeah. that do. And if I can't write it, I know somebody who can. So, and that's being a part of a network like we have here at the minute of now. You, you've got that at your disposal. And I, I saw a come up comment earlier of, I think her name was Adele. She says, woman, she's got to found a female community that is like this, but she's going to listen to us. Appreciate you tuning in. And we really appreciate that. But you always got us to talk to, you know, you don't, you don't have to feel like you'd have to join the men of now. If you want to run ideas by us, we will always be there to help. Absolutely. At the end of the day, we're just, you know, um, Josh has said this before in the past, uh, we all feel a great sense of pride in serving and helping others get ahead, no matter what you are, where you're at. You know, we've got our community. We like to do it. But, you know, helping people out and seeing them succeed is what we're about. Um, <laughs> you know, my past business, I did it for $100 billion corporations. They don't really give it. They don't give two shits about me. Nope. <laughs> I'm tired of working for them. That's why I've left that world and gone into a different direction. I now work with people much smaller scale, 
um, but they're more relationship based. And when I help them grow and succeed and score new contracts and win, that's the best feeling in the world. I've noticed too that when you serve others, it's actually the best way to help yourself. A lot of times guys realize, hey, I, I, I need to start moving forward in life. I, I don't have a direction to go. I don't really know where to start or where I'm going or where I need to set my sails. Just start serving others. And then eventually the, the, those details kind of fill themselves in. And I've noticed too that when I've made it a focus to, okay, not necessarily put myself first, but put others first, then opportunities just start opening up. And when you have this kind of muddy image on the longer term horizon that you get there a lot quicker and that people actually help you along the way too. Um, I think it's whether it's karma or whatever you believe in, but whatever you put out there, you do get in return tenfold in abundance. I call um, it yeah. being uh, altruistically self-serving because, you know, you're being a good altruist, but you know, it does come back and uh, you know, good does a lot for you. I, I used to always make the argument too. And especially like at the end of the year, uh, when you have to donate to charity for tax considerations or whatnot, like, okay, yeah, it feels good to donate to charity, but I'm not being that altruistic because I feel good for doing it too. You walk around like, oh, okay. So I've always yeah, made that argument. Like yeah, that. Altruistically self-serving. I love that. And yeah. you help that lady that can't put her, groceries in the back of her car because you're a little bit stronger than her. You, yeah. You're helping her out, but it almost almost also makes you feel good. And I almost always, I always get upgraded to the emergency row on airplanes. I just buy the cheapest economy ticket, go to the counter. They see that I've you know got a pretty broad build. Hey, can I get the emergency row? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm such a dork when they like tell you to read the pamphlet, I actually read it. And I'm in my head playing out the scenario. Like if the plane goes down, I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to save the day. I take my emergency row responsibilities very seriously. Sully ain't got nothing on you, right? <laughs> yeah, right. No, so I'm going to no, pop no. this door open and the little, the little inflatable raft's going to come down and be Almost fucking babies down there. Yeah, you know, if you guys are in a, in a rut and not sure what to do, you know, just, um, you know, see what problems you can solve, like what problems you can, can help for people. So, yeah. you know, that's why yeah. people ask you, what do I do? professionally, all I am is I'm a middleman between people with problems and solutions. And that's what I try to do. Pair up people that have specific problems with very specific uh, solutions to solve those problems. And if I don't know exactly, you know, or have that exact solution set in my direct wheelhouse, I know someone that does. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, again, to address the last comment that was just brought up down there too, yeah. as well, you know, feel free to reach out to you know, any of us individually as well. Yeah. Again, we're always happy to, um, you know, talk or bounce ideas off uh, other people. Because again, we want to make sure that, everyone's successful so you know even though right now we have um you know a particular area of focus like again our, our doors are pretty wide open and you know we're always uh very happy to talk uh, and consult with anybody or even better, at yeah, some point start a women's community like we have in the minute now <laughs> get with us we'll show you how to set it up we'll say yeah. you how to start it. yeah I'm a, I'm a firm believer when it comes to help a successful person even if it's the same sector same industry successful person will help you succeed if that person view, views you as a threat or as competition, they haven't succeeded yet. That's right. That is very true. I, yeah, I, in terms of the community well, too, I think but we've been talking behind closed doors or behind the scenes that at some point as we start scaling this group out that we may open a tier for, for women at some point or have mixed gender. Maybe we won't touch on like the male dating stuff or TRT or things like that. But once we, we do have bigger visions and bigger goals for the group. Uh, we just launched it a couple of months ago. So it's still coming out the gates, but it should start scaling quite nicely this year. And that'll give us a lot of leeway to start broadening our, our reach a bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to start the women of now, then, Hey, great. Let's collaborate. You know, let's absolutely. You know, I'd be down actually. Like, yeah. Get it all set up and going, and great. Then we can have a great, you know, collaboration group. So you know, again, who knows where I know, it will go? But 
I actually like that idea. I know some fantastic women that would love to do stuff like this, that when they sit next, I don't have one here now, but when they sit next to me and they see me doing stuff like, wow, that's really cool. And girls that have the diet thing down, have the finance thing down, have the dating thing down, have high self-esteem, have just a general healthy view of life and love in, in general. I think that'd be fantastic to offer something to women at some point. Absolutely. That's, that would be a great collaboration, you know, um, Mixing of the two and, and uh, sharing ideas back and forth. Because, well, uh, I've always wanted to model good relationships or healthy relationships between men and women. I think a lot of people, we're kind of straying away from those types of spaces where you get a bunch of thoughts on the show just to humiliate them, belittle them, and kick them out of the studio. I mean, we're, 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 far, we're far beyond that. We're far above yeah, that. Yeah, it's not and I've always thought that us, there you know. is a need for modeling healthy relationships between the two genders. Yeah, yeah. not picking sides and picking apart the negatives. Um, exploiting the positives, but Andy, I want to, I want to thank you, man. I, I yeah. love it. Every time we get to talk, bro, it, you're, you're, you're a model for everybody, even everybody on this panel right now. Uh, it's, it's great. I can't wait to talk more. Every time we talk, I, we, we learn something from each other and we help each other out. We, we realize how we can help each other in the future. That's great. I, I think we got Nomi here too, right? Uh, Andy, it looks like you got us a new sign up. Guys, when you're saying you're signing up, by the way, I've managed other groups in the past. When you say you're signing up, actually sign up because I get really excited and I log in there. I was like, wait, I don't see yeah. you yet. So if you have any questions, <laughs> reach out to like any of us on voice, here. I'll be the first but, uh, to Yeah. I yeah, just, go, just get in there. It, it is month to month. So if, so if you if you don't if you don't like it, um, you know, yeah. after the first 30 days, just don't renew. Um, prices will grow up as we scale it, but whatever price you come in at, let's say you come in for a couple months you take time to focus on something else in your life and you come back, you're still locked in at that initial price. So it yeah. is month to month. Unlike other groups I've managed where it's a, a little higher price point. This is very accessible. You get in there, lock in the rate. Um, I, don't, I don't think, I think we've only had one person that's had to leave and that's because of some other personal entanglements in his life that pulled him in that direction, but he'll, he'll very likely be back very shortly. So we have a fantastic retention rate. There's a lot of good stuff going on. We are small. We're going to grow rapidly. So get in at the ground level and build this thing with us. Yeah. Well, we also have a, an affiliate model too. So, you know, if you yes. know some other great folks and you bring them in, then guess what? Like, you know, we want to make sure that you're properly incentivized. So you get a cut of that. So, you know, you could actually wind up having your entire membership covered or, you know, you could even be making a little bit of extra cash, uh, you know, from it. So, yeah, we want to just incentivize this thing because, again, really the whole goal is it's supposed to be member led, member driven. Um, and really, like, it's been great to see, like, again, we got Andy here who's a fantastic example of someone that's been in the group, but has been very driven and really, like, led a lot of things, just doesn't sit idly by like a fly on the wall. It's just been like, hey here's where I'm at. Yeah. I've already crushed it in these like different metrics, but I still have like other places I have to go. And then we have other guys that are very much like, Hey, I'm at the very beginning of my journey. Don't know how, what's up or what's down. And so again, there's just so much, um, you know, mutual exchange for that, that everyone's been given. So it's been a really, really cool thing to, to really be a part of. So definitely very, very proud and happy to get to know everybody that's in there. But that's the other thing too, when you just meet like really cool people, and you're like, man, like you're working on like something super cool. Like now, like I really want you to succeed. And then when they do, it's like it's even better. Absolutely. Josh, and that's uh, that's where I wish we'd had a graphic of that uh, the wheel you're talking about, uh, Andy. Because oh, you know, yeah. there's there's seven areas in there, the seven spokes uh, of life. Uh, Tony Robbins, several people talk about it. Um, Zig Ziglar does as well. Uh, anyhow, but no person has no single person has all seven right up to the max, and very few people actually even have the same. So, you know, the things that Andy is strong in, 
uh, I'm weak in, the things that I'm strong in, maybe Kevin is weak in, and we all help each other level all these things out to make that circle, you know, as big as possible to get the most enjoyment, most fulfillment out of life. And, yeah. you know, you, you got access to guys like that in here. So I'll just add something about, about that Bentley. Cause yeah, we had a really interesting chat about the wheel of life, which Absolutely. I think is it. Cause I think you were marking out where you were on all seven areas. And what I mentioned was I, I have mine on a vision board. Mm-hmm. I remember we like on one of them, we were down at 5% and, as I increased it over the years, I actually color it in. So let's say I go from 5% to 20%. And I put the date on when I think that point. And, and you can just keep, keep increasing. And what I would say is the system that I use for projects, achieving goals, is the same in all seven areas. You know, What I do for business is exactly what I've done to in my health and fitness. It's exactly what I've done in my... Uh, one of them is mindset and meaning, meaning uh, sort of reading, meditation, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's all the same. Productivity, it's all the same. So the technique I use is exactly the same. I did one for my family, like um, bringing my wider family closer together. That is my actual proudest <coughs> project. It's not my business. It's what I've done with my wider family. That's my proudest project. And what I would say, I've got a, a tiny one that's going to leave you, leave you with. I know you're going to bring Normie on next. I've got a personal goal. And I think once you've achieved a bit of success in various areas of your life, these are almost like um, they're uh, external, tangible things, external things, you know, money, cars, whatever, you know, all all the things that you want, these, these tangible things. Even a body is a tangible thing. Where is the next level? I'll tell you where it is. My personal goal. I know I mentioned this when we had a chat the other day. Becoming more spiritual and living in the moment. Yeah. I remember that, that to me is beyond yep. the external tangible things. I think becoming more spiritual. Once you've achieved success, where do you go? I think you go on a spiritual journey. You become more... <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you touched that because that, that was not intentionally at the start of last year, a goal set of mine, but as the year started going on, I started, things happen and then you realize, oh, there is a spiritual world there and I need to tap into this and mm-hmm. I need to start, start going down uh, this journey. And uh, so last year I made it out to Israel, Holy Land, before crazy stuff started popping off. <laughs> What's going on there? It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and then I got baptized a few days ago too. So that, that was pretty, that was pretty. Oh, right. oh cool. So, so yeah, that's on my docket this year. Like, what are my spiritual goals for this year? Probably do more, probably lean more into it, get more into the text, understand more of the history. Uh, a little tired today for reasons that should remain un- unknown. Uh, but uh, I was watching a religious type documentary. So I'm, so I'm starting to lean into that stuff. Um, and it's, it, mm. it, it's really cool. It starts to bring a, a new side of you online that unfortunately a lot of people, especially in the US, that's something that is not really cherish in our culture anymore it's not a staple in our culture like it used to be and i think it should be because when you start leaning into that stuff you start to access high levels of yourself well it's it's important too and we're really glad you brought that point up uh andy because it's very much that you know you're again a lot of the things are the how right but that element really gives you a lot of the why and again it doesn't matter if you know you believe in a God or multiple gods or no God or whatever, but, you know, tapping into more of that just sort of human spirit consciousness that really 
enhances everything else that you have going on, but also too, it alleviates a lot of the unnecessary stresses or strains because, you know, you, one of the most impactful things you could ever do, right, is go talk to somebody that's like on their deathbed, right? And just see exactly oh, yeah. like what they were worried about, what was actually important, and, you know, what is actually a priority. And then you start to realize like, oh yeah, in my day-to-day, like 80% of what I'm worried about really isn't that important. So you can really focus on the 20% that actually is important because then once you sort of alleviate a bit of that burden, you're more free to actually operate at your actual highest and best level as well as truly appreciate and enjoy what you have. Because again, every time that a day goes by, you don't get it back. So you want to make sure you're making the absolute most out of it. So that way, you know, you don't have one, like any regrets or anything, but also two, just you aren't adding unnecessary, like mental burden to yourself. So it's, uh, I think a lot of us are guilty of that too, is, you know, putting too much pressure on ourselves, but, you know, like at the book discussion, which that's closed, we don't do that on YouTube. Uh, you you brought that up, Andy, because you know the habit was begin with the end in mind, which is make a plan. But then you brought up the great point: well, how the fuck are you live in the now if you're just planning for what's going on? And then we were able to come to a great epiphany of that. Okay, when you you're given a task, that's when you think with the end of the now, with the mm-hmm. end in sight. But your day to day, your being, your inner peace, you need to live in the now. Be thankful for what you got. Always want more, but. <clears throat> don't think that what you have right now is not 10 times better than the majority of people that out there that don't have. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. That's great stuff. Well, Andy, we know it's really late where you are. Thanks for coming on, man. Um, Great goals and and great talk. And, you know, it's uh, awesome to share with you guys. All the people we have in in this group. Um, Yeah. you you, You are a great member. It's always fantastic to talk to you and, I know yeah, it's like two o'clock in the morning for you or something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Again, yeah, like eight hours ahead of you. I learned from you, man. It's, it's, it's great, man. Andy, you're doing awesome. You're doing yeah, great. Thank you. Yeah, we really do have some top top tier guys in this group. I'm I'm, I'm very fortunate, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it's going. So again, guys, if you're watching. Click on the link. I'll scroll. I'll scroll the banner on the bottom again, or not click on the link. It's just menofnow.us. Sign up. It's month to month. Uh, Josh mentioned there's a commission and affiliate type program, so you can very easily make your membership back. And let's help us grow this thing. It is a member led community, and we're just looking to attract to attract top shelf talent to help each other grow. Whether that's behind the paywall, whether that's publicly, we'll be doing these streams on a on a recurring basis too, so you can get access to us. But like anything behind the paywall, that's where we really get the work done. So de- definitely check that out. Absolutely. And we talk about, as you see, we talk about everything. So nothing's off limits. So finance, spirituality, whatever it is, right? Like mm-hmm. it's all whatever area you're looking for. Well, we, we, get, we got someone to cover. Yeah, er, literally everything, even the darkness areas. If you're having trouble, you know, mental yep. health and, and uh, struggling with stuff like that, the things that people don't want to speak about publicly, um, you know, and, and we talk about that sort of stuff behind the scenes as well. Uh, you know, yep. got guys well, who do some serious shit and they can help you get through some serious shit. I've noticed a big one for me this year that's going to be a goal. And towards the end of last year, people had kind of parlayed this to me. And I spent some time with my family, had a real good visit with them. And people had mentioned this to me too, that I'm not one to ask other people for help. I'm like, oh yeah, maybe mm-hmm. life would be a little easier if I asked other people for help. Because I help people all the damn time. But when it comes to me, I, I've always felt guilty asking people for help. And it's been brought to my attention the last couple months. Like, dude, we're here for you. Why did you not ask us? We can help you here. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to start 
start doing that maybe more. I think I put enough equity out into the universe. It's time to start asking to get some back. And I, mean, I have that. You're too big and strong, Jared. Yeah. You're too big and strong. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you <laughs> I can do it all. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, thanks for, for coming on, Eddie. Cool. Always a pleasure and a, a treat to, to talk. And yeah, hopefully yeah. I'll get some good sleep for Absolutely. You know, your I will. If anyone wants right. to get in touch with me, by the way, my details are on screen. If you just go to my Instagram there, all my links to, you know, my, my YouTube is a hobby. Obviously, I've got my business, but all my, my, Insta, uh, my LinkedIn is from Instagram as well. So if you go on that IG yeah. link there, you'll find my, uh, LinkedIn, connect with me, talk about business, anything, fitness, just get in touch. Absolutely. And yeah, join the group. Join the group. You <laughs> See you later, guys. I'm going to get some sleep. All get right. some sleep, Andy. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Bye -bye. All right. So we've got another member. Uh, he's got some goals in a little different area, and uh, we're going to have a chat with him, so bring him in. And here he is. This is our guy, Nomi. And uh, you're muted right now. Hey, guys. Uh, Happy New Year, first of all, to everyone. New Year, my friend. You're looking Happy fresh. I'm liking it. <laughs> yeah, uh, just uh, in a New Year spirit right now. So uh, what a way to start the year. I mean, that's going to be my best year to how I'm starting right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a really good discussion. Uh, it was good to listen to all the what you guys been talking. And I'm looking forward to learning from it. Good. Good. So why don't you tell us about yourself, Nomi, because we know you have some goals. We spoke with you as well um, behind the scenes as to what you're looking for. Uh, just kind of bring people up to speed. Uh, what it is that you're most like most wanting to work on and uh, don't necessarily have a plan for and want some help developing that. Yeah. So last year, like 2023, it was just uh, my basically a learning year, uh, mm -hmm. like what I've learned and uh, trying to build the foundations and things you need to execute what I've been looking for. Uh, I think the biggest one I did, got my braces. <laughs> That's uh, uh, something. Uh, and uh, other thing like uh, joining a community where I can learn and grow myself, uh, what uh, what the struggle I went, went through in the last couple of years. Uh, so it's just time to move on and uh, I feel like uh, life isn't about just uh, worrying about when the next paycheck comes. Uh, rather, like uh, having a solid plan and a solid uh, financial plan as uh, really is about. And uh, I, I'm looking to learn. Uh, that's that's why I joined the community. And yeah. and uh, I, I, I'm just gonna take a little moment, guys. The community is tremendous and there's a lot of phenomenal things that are happening in there and you guys will love it uh once you join it so click the link uh wherever you find it and join the community yeah uh i think you're selling yourself a little short um, yeah you know 2023 might be the braces but where you came from from living You've done out a lot of work to where you're now bro yeah. i mean I, I know that might have been a couple of years of accomplishment but you've done so much good things for yourself and you're still on that path. We met in Dallas, what, two months ago? Yes. And the motivation that you have, everything. And, and I, I, that's great that you think the braces that you got were no. the biggest accomplishment. But, brother, <laughs> you're, you're, I, I'm going to curse here. You're fucking killing it, bro. 
thank you thank you uh, and you're just getting started too i always remind guys in the group you're just getting started i remind myself that too i have down days sometimes like okay well look at how far i've come but yeah. yeah that's good i should pat myself on the back but it doesn't really matter it's like okay the distance i've come in the last 10 years oh imagine 10 years in the future and it's exponential so I, I i can't even imagine it's just exciting when when you frame it that way and remind yourself of that well it's also great too though it's just you know like since i've known you know me like i mean you have the drive so it's one of those where it's like the question of is the, are you going to be successful it's not really a question the only real question it's you're going to be like when so, you know, you got that drive and again, are constantly like learning and again, making the most out of things. So it's again, great type of energy and enthusiasm, but also like, um, it's just that exact type of, you know, dynamic at, you know, for us, like it gets us like hyped up and infectious. Cause now it's like, oh man, like, all right, like you're coming looking, like asking me for picking me up stuff and you've got this huge drive and motivation. Well, I can't be lazy today. Like, all right, I got to be on my A game too. So, you know, don't think that it's like a one-way street. Like, it's definitely a two-way street because, again, that energy and charisma is very, you know, infectious. And every time everyone's like, man, he's got done, like, talking to Nomi. Like, he's charged up. Like, you know, it charges the rest of us up. So, you know, we yeah, It's almost like living vicariously through you, Nomi, yeah. you know, because, like, you, you brought it up, Josh, perfectly. Like, Nomi has the drive. Everybody has the want but if you turn that one little word into something drive, yeah. it makes all the difference because everybody has the want. Yeah. But if you have the drive, you'll achieve it. But if you don't really have the want, yeah, you'll want it for the rest of your fucking life. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's real simple. People are motivated by only two things, pleasure and pain. And most people want success. They want all of the accolades that come with it. They want money. They want an easy life. And that's a luxury. That's pleasure. People don't really move towards that people will move away from pain a lot faster. So when you embrace the pain and you make things difficult, you force yourself to move towards that pleasure and make things better. And uh, Nomi embraces that and he really does. And it, it gets him going and it's, it's inspirational. Like Josh said, you know, you get up in the morning, ah, I don't really feel like it today, but I have to or Nomi's gonna kick my ass. <laughs> I can't let that happen. Nomi, I, I've already noticed that you're smiling more with the braces. I, I had them when I was a kid too. I didn't necessarily have crooked teeth. In fact, there's a thing here. Mexican dentists always tell us how American dentists are shit. Apparently we brush our teeth wrong. Didn't know that. And then uh, I had a slight overbite, so they fixed it. So now my teeth perfectly go like that. And the dentist's uh -huh. like, you're not, it's not supposed to be that way. You're supposed to have a slight overbite. So, so but that aside, um, when you when you have the braces and you have the nice straight teeth, it does make you smile more. It makes you want to talk. It makes you, and it really helps with the confidence, especially with your speaking ability. So I think that's a humongous first step that that you're taking, amongst other ones that you've taken that you know we're we're privy to behind the paywall. Yeah, yeah. And as the time going really fast, and I, I just took a chance. I said, well, the two years will pass that too. So why not just take a chance and get yeah. it? <laughs> So, yeah, uh, as we were speaking and uh, today, I want to just come and learn about, like, uh, as I just just mentioned that life is in, life is going right now. It's a paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. Like, I have my two jobs right now, and uh, I, I like them both. Like, it's a chill. I'm nothing doing much, you know, and nothing as a physical, uh, as a sense. Uh, I'm only struggling is to just get on my bed and just get ready and go, but other grass. Uh, there is more to that. This is this is your year I want to do. Uh, instead of uh, right now, my financial yearly I'm making like between 45 to 50. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
my this year goal is to first to change a career, step in a new career. And um, my financial goal as money wise is making 120K. You can, you can do that. I think when, yeah. when I lived in Texas, I think I was making 60K and I, 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 managed, I managed to double that by, by shifting a new job. But you have to shift that mindset to think it's possible. Think of that time I had a friend that was making 90K. I was like, oh, that's so much money. This was years ago. Oh, it's so much money. And then eventually once I realized, well, no, I'm going to start asking for at least a, a 100K and then got over that mark with the next job, literally from one day to the next. So you can def- definitely do it. Yeah. That's what, great. What, uh, what industry are you looking to pivot into? Uh, yeah, so my primarily is uh, I'm looking to it and more focused into it is uh, sales. Okay, so you'll get it with sales. Yeah, that's the that's the trajectory with sales. It's um, you know sky's the limit, um, especially when it comes to you know moving a lot of different items because with a lot of different incentive structures. So you know 120 is definitely a very very good and a very very achievable goal. Um, and so, you know, you've also picked a very conducive vector for that, right? Cause you said, Hey, I want to make a, you know, $120,000, but I want to do, you know, something else like say, I want to be like a clerk. Sorry, but you're <laughs> probably not going to make that because you know, that particular industry gets capped out right at a certain point. So the fact that you've not only, you know, said, Hey, here's a specific goal, but here's also a very specific road to that goal. Now you've got the pieces in place where you can really do that. So, you know, that's again for everybody else listening, right? What we were talking about earlier, you want to define your goals and you want to define specifics. And so right here is a very, very good use case of just a very specific goal, a specific number, but also there's a specific pathway on how to get there. So, and, and know me too. A good place to start. Um, we're talking amongst the admins in the group. Um, in this quarter, we're at, we're at, we're actively working on right now building out sales and marketing collateral for the group, putting some strategies together. Again, as Josh mentioned earlier, we do offer a commission on the monthly recurring revenue. It's fifty percent. So, uh, I believe the group now is a hundred dollars. So that's fifty bucks per month that you get if you sign someone up and they stay on. For us, the goal of the group is not make a ton of money for for the founders of the group. Really, anything that's left over goes back into the group in terms of building out more events, getting uh, getting ourselves out there more. We're going to start doing live in person meetups. We're already t- we're already in the initial planning phases for that this year. So the money will go back into the group. But we really do want to incentivize people in the group to grow the group because the goal is to scale this thing. Uh, far and wide. That way we can have much more of an impact and a much broader reach. That's why we structured it the the way we did. Nomi, I can tell you personally, I've sold memberships for previous groups uh, with which I was affiliated in the past and you can make some really good money once you kind of get that that system down. So we're so we're we're actively working the admins on building out that that infrastructure. Um, I'll, if you're interested, let us know uh, and we'll we'll definitely share that collateral with you and those strategies once we get them put together. Yeah. yeah, and that'll help you with sales too. And one one thing you got, I, you know, you, you put it, you put a dollar amount on it, but I think the 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 biggest takeaway from that is you want to get into sales. So that's the goal. The the money will come along with it. Dollar value will accentuate from your sales. So, and you're a likable guy. I mean, we've met in person. We've talked a lot offline. We we talk a lot all the time. You're a likable person. I think you're going to be great at sales when you get in there. But so that's that's the uh, goal is how what courses we need to take, what avenues we need to take to get you into sales. And then we'll put a dollar value on it later on. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and 
Kevin is right. You know, I was there with uh, Kevin when we were in Dallas at uh, the Tony Robbins event. We met up with you there. And yeah, you're a very personal guy. You have that personality of, you know, uh, engaging people, talking, um, the gift for gab and to be able to listen as well, which is required for sales. You know, a, a wallflower is going to have a very difficult time. Um, as somebody who's an introvert and doesn't want to talk to people is going to have a difficult time with sales. It's just a fact. Doesn't mean it can't be overcome. It just means it's going to be um, more difficult to to get there. But, uh, you know, you with our conversation uh, that we had the other night, um, you're kind of already partially there. You sell yourself a little bit short. Um, you said that you were working at a motel and you actually increased prices on a weekend and ended up selling a room for the highest amount there. That's already sales, man. So you make sure that you mark that down as an achievement because you actually did achieve it. Um, and and it, it is an accomplishment. I mean, it, at the end of the day, that, that is a, a true measurable accomplishment. You sold the highest value, the highest cost room at that hotel for the a room for the highest price point at that hotel. That is, it's an accomplishment. You're the first one to do it. So um, something that I'm doing for myself is, uh, as you guys know, in the course, I'm putting together a, a LinkedIn course. Um, and that's something you're going to take and get you through that. When you get that done, you make sure that you get that validated. You go to the guy that owns that hotel and you ask him to leave you a recommendation because that's social proof that, that proves not just you saying it, you've got it verified by someone else that, you know, you did, a, uh, you did accomplish this. And these are the sorts of things that you're going to need for your background, uh, first of all, but you're further along than you think you are, which is a good thing. So, and it's good that you have a good target number up there. One, because it's better to, you know, shoot really high because that'll push you a lot further. So, you know, say, you know, your goal is 120K, right? But if you make 119K, I don't think you're going to like find yourself having a really terrible time, right? But, um, you know, but you won't push yourself to that, you know, Mark, if you say, well, I, I'm making this amount, but maybe I want to just make 90, right? It's like, no, like, yeah, 120. Great. That's awesome. Really push for that. And again, never underestimate where you can go because, um, you know, I mean, I've had it where I was making multiple six figures one year and then like you know, quadrupled it the next year. And so it's like, you know, don't think that just because, oh, I'm here and this is going to be a three X multiple that I can't do it. You actually can be very surprised at like how you can get there. So um, again, like, you know, don't sell yourself short and it's good that you have that, that number there. So now really what it comes down to is, okay, now you want to get into sales. Now let's figure out, all right, what type of sales perhaps is going to be the good spot as well as, you know, going to what Kevin was saying, you know, what sort of, trainings or materials or things do you need and we've already had like an offline conversation so i already gave you a good book recommendation to kind of get you started but mm -hmm. i definitely got some other ones in there for you mm -hmm. so you know again learning that knowledge in order to help really build out and make yourself effective at that so now it's like okay cool goal is 120k but sub goal right that's right below that that you're going to take on first is moving into sales all right well now i got to become a salesman so how do you get into training shape to be a salesman and that's the first area to focus on Absolutely. So a great example that is, is right beside you is Josh. Josh is in sales and high ticket sales. Um, he's a very good speaker. Um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to teach you a word that I actually learned two weeks ago in a, a course myself. Uh, and I want you to absorb this one. Remember it. 
and I want you to put this into practice daily. Um, I have since taking this myself and I've already noticed a change. So the word is extemporaneously. The definition of the word is speaking promptly on the spot without a, a script. So I want you to practice speaking extemporaneously. Anytime you're alone, you just talk out loud. Just simply talk, talk about something, talk about nothing, talk about something you don't know about, but do it out loud, not in your own head and not quietly. Do it all the time and pretend you're giving a speech and just walk around your house, walk around when you're walking the dog or you're in the park or whatever the case may be, walking to work. Um, just do this on a regular basis. It will help you to just be able to speak um, Fat, uh, more clearly, more on the spot, the spontaneousness will come with it. All of that will come because you're doing it on a regular basis. It's literally a muscle that you can train and learn. Yeah, um, you learn and, how to speak with confidence. You will, people will, it doesn't matter. You could say something completely ridiculous where you could say, according to a new study, eight out of 10 scientists agree that the sky is actually deep purple, but we just misconstrue it as blue. And if you just say that with absolute confidence, people are like, oh, yeah, well, I guess it's, it's science. It's right there, right? I mean, it yeah. would not be any fact whatsoever. But again, by able to be able to project that confidence, and that's a really, really good way to build that up with, you know, speaking as separately as uh, Bentley was outlining for you. And Nomi, there's a good activity too. So the reason I got into marketing and communications and kind of the PR advertising side of things, I was actually on the radio as a kid and I really enjoyed that. And one of the activities we did, in fact, now that I'm saying it, I need to start doing it again because I'm hmm. probably going to screw it up, but find something random. We used to draw flashcards and before we went on the air, we had to do, we had to do tongue twisters to make sure we could enunciate and then A through Z. It, Amos aims a very aimable area or not, da, 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 whatever. And we'd have to go through it and do those all in a minute without with minor mistakes. And then we do things like, for example, I'm just looking in front of me, you know, speed stick deodorant. Okay, why speed stick? Well, actually, when we were in third grade, we had the day where they separated the men and women or the girls and boys. And we had to watch the videos on how our bodies work and how it's changing and the pre-puberty type talk. And then at the end of it, of course, we chuckled the entire time. The end of it, they give us little speed stick samples. And actually, this one is anti non-antiperspirant because I've noticed over the years that antiperspirant actually makes me sweat more. Same as anti-dandruff shampoo. So that's kind of extemporaneous speaking style. And like said, that's a muscle you can train. Perfect. If you guys watch my live streams, you know that I can take a one-minute topic and turn it into three hours. And I think a lot of that goes back to doing that extemporaneous type training way back when I was younger. So it's definitely a good skill set to develop. And in terms of, we didn't really touch it on, on it too much on this show, which which is fine. But um, in terms of the dating topics, I always tell guys, uh, study improv. Yes, and. So you want to build upon the conversation and just keep it evolving. Introduce mul multiple conversational threads. And you can look at people's faces or look at their feedback, <coughs> which one to catch on to and steer the conversation in that direction. Or maybe there's ones that, nah, not so much. Or you can, when you have multiple conversational threads, you can start tying things back and create themes and conversations. So this helps in all of your communication abilities because now you're creating depth for the extemporaneous thing. Maybe you don't know much about speed stick deodorant. So use a personal anecdote and you can start weaving those in. So it's really, it's a fantastic skill to develop, but there's other skills that you can interlace and interweave within those. And that makes for really engaging dialogue, especially one-to-one. -one. I think that would be uh, remarkable for increasing your, your sales capacity and capability.
And a great place to start is just, you know, you can practice storytelling, right? Fantastic place mm -hmm. to start. Because again, you got a very good format and structure, but also when you're in the sales process, right, you do have to tell the story, right? So oftentimes you have to talk about a you know, customer's particular pain point, tell that story, and then tell the story about this particular solution. That is then the perfect pairing and merging. And oh, great, there's the happy ending right here where again, everything is here. So again, learning how to that develop that skill to be able to really tell stories, it not only helps you just one with speaking with more confidence, but also helps you put together actual structure in order to be able to really communicate ideas even ideas that may seem like, you know, really weird, but because again, you know, thinking about it in my field, right? People pay hundreds of millions of dollars for little lines of codes and ones and zeros, because why? If you really break it down and think about what they're actually paying for, it's like something that just doesn't like exist or isn't like physically tangible, but they do it because there's a very, very clear story on how those ones and zeros can be translated into actual real value that translates into actual real money or real capital or real problem solving. So being able to tell stories is going to be a really, really critical skill for your success as a salesperson. Yeah. And it's fun. It's a lost art that I believe. Oh, storytelling. AI will, AI can regenerate a bunch of stuff. It will never be able to tell stories. No, <laughs> it'll it never have the human element. No. Yeah. You can always tell the narration. Something real. Yeah. So my, my question is like, uh, so we talk about storytelling and you know, like a, there's a, one of the hurdle and um, struggle with it, the communication element, uh, how you uh, uh, enhance that skill. Uh, I mean, we, I can speak, but uh, in, you know, professionally, uh, what need, what I need to do, you know, to practice because definitely you also have to, and there's another element of writing, like when you're writing a proposal, writing an emails, uh, how uh, to build that skill along with that. You remember when, when we were in Dallas? No, remember I, I showed you that channel to check out? Yes, Chris Mile Command. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great channel. Um, great channel. I mean, yeah, those, it, those guys, they're young. They're very good at what they do. And what did I say? Don't watch one video a day. Pick mm -hmm. one video and watch it for two weeks. So Benji. that way you can say it verbatim. Um, those those guys, you don't even have to buy a membership for those guys. Um, they they've they've they know what they're doing. So mm -hmm. that's and practice with yourself. Practice in the mirror. You know, when I was in sales a long time ago, that's what I would do. I would practice in the mirror, <clears throat> prepare myself for. If, okay, if they come back with me a no for this reason, my rebuttal was this, and I would practice that. And I mean, it, and it, it sounds kind of kooky and that, you know, you're sitting talking to yourself in front of the mirror, but that's some of the, that's how some of the greatest made them the best of what they did uh, was practicing and um, basically rehearsing what, what you're going to say back. But yep. I mean, that's, that's a good way to do it. You know, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good resources out there that and are free. And l listen to this back. So one thing I always say, it's an ongoing goal is to be a better presenter, be a better interviewer, be a better listener. And if you look back to some of my earlier content, I have improved quite a bit. I still have a long way to go. It's an ongoing process. But one thing I always do, and it's painful sometimes for whatever reason, humans, we don't like the sound of our own voice. There's actually a reason why it's because when you hear your own voice, you hear it from within your own head. But when you hear it back, you hear how your voice is actually projected out to the universe and there in it perceptually wise, it sounds like there's different frequencies. So my voice as I hear it in my head, 
is not the same as when I hear it back through this nice Shure uh, microphone, which I upgraded last year. So play back everything you do publicly, and then you don't have to be overly critical. I like to sometimes put my live streams on in the background as I go about my day, just like I would any other content creator. And if I don't notice a huge difference between the quality of their presentation style and mine, then I know I'm on to something. Sometimes I get a little excited. I talk a little too fast. I say likes or ums or but in those type of things too much. Those kind of filler or crutch words kind of is another one. I do that on occasion. But when you listen to yourself, when you play yourself back, then you can assess these things and then start to actively work on cleaning up the speech and the communication style. What, yeah. One thing that I would focus on, and sorry guys, I'm bouncing back and forth between some other things I'm taking care of right Man now. Man on a mission. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, but one of the one of the great things when it comes to practicing uh, storytelling and speech, you need to pay attention to the rise and fall. Yes. Okay. So, like, as you're rhythm, talking about yeah. something, like, so, like, let's say, for example, I did a good deed. All right. I'm going to give you two versions of a story. I did a good deed for somebody today at the gas station, and they gave me $20. Okay, cool. That happened. Or you could say, I went to the gas station today. You know, it's just normal stuff. Like I'm on my way to work and, you know, I'm just thinking about that. I'm going to make sure I get there on time. And then there was an older woman there who was trying to figure out how to get things like working through the pump. She would, for whatever reason, the machine wasn't working. And she was like, she was just like so upset because she's got all these other things that are happening in her life. And um, she's sharing some of that with me, how she's trying, uh, like, you know, she's traveling right now. She's doing like a six hour trip to go see her son-in-law that she has not seen in God knows how long. And, you know, I just was like, you know what, whatever. Like when I see somebody struggling, I'm going to help them. And so I went over there and I was trying to work the machine too. It wasn't working. And, you know, I just told her, I'll figure it out. Give me one moment. And then I went inside and I talked to the gas station attendant. Um, they had told me that it actually is out of order, but it just hadn't been marked yet. And what can we do here? And so we, we went ahead and we just moved our car to a different pump and was able to figure everything out in like a clean, I would say like five minutes versus her being there frustrated, almost about to break down in tears because she you know, can't complete her trip and she doesn't know what she's doing wrong. And I solved her problem for her and I helped her with this problem. And then she just, she just gave me 20 bucks. She was like, just thank you so much because this trip has been so important to me because although you know, my son-in-law, like, yes, it's not directly blood related, but yeah, my, uh, whatever, I don't know how the relations go, but the daughter, whatever else, uh, she had passed away. And so this trip has been so important to me and every single hurdle that I've hit along the way on the six hour trip has done nothing but just defeat me because I just cannot wait to see him. So please just like take this as a gratitude of my thanks. That could be the same story. Now, I'm not saying make, make stuff up. Do not make stuff up. 
Do not lie to people. Do not manipulate. I embellish sometimes, though, but I let my audience know I do that. Mm -hmm. It's like, she didn't really say it that way. The voice didn't come off that way. That's how I perceived it. So I let them know. But But you you understand what I'm saying? I I like to get animated. But those two stories could be the same story. Mm -hmm. But one actually has the emotion attached to it and the tonation and the rise and fall versus the other one is just flat. Yeah. The, the words that popped in my head is captivation. The set, the second story kept me captivated of why I wanted it. But the first story was like, okay, cool. Yes, yeah, yeah. You got 20 bucks, man. You know, you but do the that story was captivating. And I mean, I know that's a lot to take in, Nomi, but that's see how there's a difference between, you know, just a little thing of storytelling of going into detail and keep that person engaged and then just telling them what happened and then move on. So, I mean, it's, it's just little things like that. It's, it's, it's a lot of things to take in right now, but uh, you're a quick learner. You're a smart guy. Things like that, You're when you have the drive that you have to pick up on sales, you're going to learn this shit really quick. And you'll notice most people don't know this stuff. When you interact with 99% of the general population, you realize, okay, I'm trying to be a better listener, but God, you're just not that interesting. <laughs> so you'll, you'll start to set yourself apart or... A lot of times, I know I can get lengthy or wordy sometimes on these streams, but in real life, I can normally captivate a group and hold their attention. And like HUD said, you they're just they're just on the edge of their seats. What's next? What's coming? Where's he gonna go? He's like, okay, I'm taking it on this road. Like a good song or a good movie, just whoa, what the hell was that? Oh, we didn't see that coming. And that you can really captivate and hold someone's attention, and then in doing so going back to the dating type topics, you can have them in your frame and sales. This is fantastic. You have them in the palm of your hand and it's like, okay, what do you want to do next? We are in this together. Where do I take you? And it's a very powerful skill set to develop. So I think that's a great, a great one to put on your, your list of things to do in 2024. And the key to all this is just really repetition because it's a skill like anything else. So the more you do it and practice and work at it and hone it, the better you get. So I'm a good conversationalist because People often ask, like, dude, God, why are you like having conversations with just like, you know, you're interesting. I have no idea. Hey, I'm just yeah. curious, you know, in, just interested in just people in general and just really, you know, mm-hmm. if you nurture that sort of genuine curiosity. But again, the more conversations you have, like, you know, after, I don't know, I've probably in my life have had, you know, millions of conversations. So I've got some good skills when it comes to the conversations, right? So same thing with, uh, you know, your sales skills or anything like that. You want to make sure that you're leveraging repetition so that way again the more you do it the more comfortable you get with it but also the more it just becomes a more ingrained part of how you naturally start speaking and operating and then the next thing you know you're just able to you know go all over the place and improvise right because people always ask like oh how do you know like what you're in a dating example they say how do you know what you're going to say to a girl and i say i have no clue what i'm going to say but I've had so many conversations with so many girls over the years that, all right, all it takes is just a little spark and then I can carry it anywhere from that I, I want it to go. So yeah. similar thing yeah. with you know sales or whatever, but just being practicing that conversation skills, the more you do it, the more it'll sink in and the more it'll become automated. And with the girl thing too, you can manage their emotional state through the power of speech. So a lot of guys I mentioned in my dating course that the big O starts in her head and her imagination. So you build these fantasies. And again, you take her along that journey that you're building together with her. And you you could be staring at a blank wall together. It doesn't really matter. So the power of speech really is quite powerful. And you'll notice that in doing so, especially in, in the dating context, but as it applies to the sales type context too, that 
I, this is a goal of mine usually. It's, it has been for years. But when I have an interaction with anyone, even I was traveling the other day. So the person at the airport, the gate agent, the flight attendant, I was bringing a guitar down. So I, hey, you know, got to the counter. Early, hey, can I get the emergency room? I always get upgraded. Hey, by the way, I just want to let you know I'm bringing the guitar. It is kind of valuable. I'd rather not check it. Um, is there, can I board before the first class when they do the call that, oh, you know, anyone special assistance needed? Yeah, we'll go ahead and do that. And then I'm already making fl friends with the flight crew before I even go through the gate and scan my ticket. And then, like I said, I take my emergency exit row responsibilities very seriously. Dude, where I is, feel like I'm an extension so of the crew. Dude, Garen, I gotta, I gotta stop for a second because it's like so yep. funny. I had a friend from Texas come up uh, to visit for New Year's and he kind of like explained a very similar um and oh by the way let me know if this this comes through guys yeah i got the soundboard <laughs> i wanted i wanted to play that yes i do have a stream deck um i wanted to i wanted to play that earlier when uh when that uh was put up you know develop skill um, yeah oh i could do that again yeah so oh, just stop the ending but, man that's too fresh and fit so, for me. so what yeah, i wanted really, to say what i wanted uh -huh. to say about that is like talking about airports and like you know just being kind to everybody and working with everybody um it was it was absolutely amazing he was sharing the story with me uh he wanted to get upgraded to first class and mm -hmm. so uh when he he just was nice and talked to uh the because there's usually always two right before you're boarding the plane and uh, one of them was like, no, like, we can't do that. You got to pay for more. The other girl was very quiet. But after having that conversation, right afterwards, she went ahead and upgraded him without telling the other person. And boom, he got to ride first class completely for free. With the flight, with the flight attendant thing, I do kind of like a dating tactic where I break down the fourth wall, but I build, I put she and I in our own little mission together. So, okay, yep. yeah, your mission is to get this whole, the whole crew and uh, commercial class from point A to point B safely and reliably, but there's a little side quest. There's a little mission between <laughs> you and I about my guitar getting in that coat closet and me making sure that it's transported safely. And, and, think, of, and think about it uh -huh. and think about it this way too. It's uh, you and her going about your daily lives and then she's just doing her job on routine and then now yep. you're bringing an exciting mission i'm breaking you're, her you're frame and there. then build build yeah. uh, and I, I always tell people any interaction you have with someone and the aggregate of all the interactions they've had in their life this one's not going to be that memorable and most of the time when people are learning new languages they ask me well how do i learn spanish like go through the sequences most of your conversations are exactly the same when they call up saying, hey, your food's here, they say the same thing. I say the same thing. I say the same thing to the doorman every morning. When I go to the gym, it's the same conversation I have with everyone every day. So you really don't like – I know the whole language, but you start off just with the sequences. So I always think in my head when I have an interaction with someone that I'd like to kind of shake this up or make this memorable or at least make them feel a feel-good emotion after having conversed with me. Just add a little brightness to their day. And that in turn again – that uh what was it, the self-serving altruism to where that makes you feel good too <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i was gonna say it a little bit different you know you said it better jaron but i say break up that mundane that they have of every day all day you break it up a little bit and make them laugh or make them smile by bringing something different than a pissed off customer uh that didn't get upgraded or didn't get an overhead bin quickly but if you break up that mundaneness i mean that changes their whole day for them you know at least for while you're on the flight 
So, I mean, just little things like that are really important for not just men, but for everybody to to do, to make somebody put a smile on their face. Yeah, and for you, know, you know, Jerry, I say break up the mundane. You say bring some sunshine. You know, I like yours better, so I'll start using that. So, yeah, and for you, you know, know me, this would be... Oh, sorry, maybe to cut you off there. Um, no, but yeah, no. you know me, this will be great. Where again, like, you know, as a salesperson, right, you can go in kind of with that attitude of like, hey, you've heard a thousand pitches. You may not like this idea, but at least it's going to be the most entertaining pitch you've ever heard. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you carry kind of that positive sort of energy, then, you know, it gives you a lot more consideration. But also, you never know, like, who's watching. Because again, there's been, you know, organizations I've sold to that have like offered me a job like months later where it's like, oh, hey, like, we. We love working with you. We love your style. We know you're effective. Like, we want your skill here because you can add more value for us. So yeah, the same company that go behind your back and like, did you hear what that guy said? That crazy shit he was talking. To? You know, yeah, don't listen to him. Listen to us. And then, like you said, months later, they're offering you a job. I mean, yeah. that, and that's the way it works, man. I mean, unfortunately, sales, contracting, all that—it's a fucking dirty business, guys. It really so, is. Uh, I, I have. I learned how to play the game. Yeah, I have a question. So currently I'm working like my primarily job in a, one of the company is like an uh, uh, international company, uh, international base. But I'm like in a floor level person, like mm -hmm. like bottom level. And uh, they have a, one of the um, section of the whole sector of uh, an office area for sales. They have a department, sales department is there. Uh, mm -hmm. My question is, should I pursue in that from the ground level to up or and if I wanted to go in the switching make a switch to a sale or should I look somewhere else yeah you got to talk to somebody first if you haven't talked yeah. to somebody who works like this is how my last company that I worked at was they had two different buildings so one was all of us like higher ups and then the other was the warehouse and so it was kind of like a thing. It was 102 and 10, I think it was like 102, 103 or something. Or 102, or 101 and 104. That's what it that's what it was numbered as. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't I didn't make the roads. But <laughs> essentially from the two, um, that would be a lot of talk as well. Like, you know, communicating between the two. And it's like we don't know what goes over there, like goes on over there. We don't know. That's what I would get from the warehouse employees. But why don't you know? So if you make friends or talk to people that work in that department, get an understanding first so you know your best plan of attack. Exactly. Also, yeah, there's no reason to not let people where you want to be, let them know where that's where you want to be. Remember, yeah. we talked about that in Dallas, too. Remember, you, you talked yes. about, you know, what you're doing now. I was like, well, who's above you? You said the supervisor. I was like, talk to them, ask them how long it took them to become a supervisor. If they said one year. You figure out a plan to do it in six months. Well, also, you know, I mean, it, it, there's there's nothing wrong with, it, but don't be, don't be uh, what they call in other groups an asshole. You know, don't always be up their ass. Ask them one time, take their response, and then go off that. I mean, that's and, all you got to do. I mean, if there's somebody, if there's a sales department, and you know somebody in that department, go ask them how they got that job. Well, it's also a good place to start too, where you can again go talk to manager and say, "Hey, look, I want to. I'm really interested in transitioning into like exactly. the sales side of the equation, just for my own career, my own personal development. But also, you frame it in the context of I really enjoy working at this organization, and I want to provide more value, and I want to grow with it. So, yeah, and I mean, and you already know the product side; they don't have to onboard you. I mean, really, to get a yeah. sales job, you have to sell yourself. So there you go. That's that yeah. first conversation. So you're really Most framing it up. Prefer to hire within. 
Yeah, so you want to hire outside. Yeah, so they. I mean, they, yeah, they don't have to onboard you. Out. They don't have to ramp you up or anything. You know the you know the products. You know the services. You know how the company runs. You know the hierarchies, the culture. Yeah. You're like you're you're their guy. Yeah, you're framing it as a win for them, right? Because again, one, they have someone that oh, you know, isn't looking to like leave because you know half the people there, right? Or like oh, if someone offered me like two dollars more, they'd be gone, right? So you're showing, hey, I'm actually invested in trying to make this organization like better, right? They, everybody wants a good company guy, right? So you're showing that, hey, I'm on board with that, even though you know, again, you're doing this as a personal skill for yourself to move on. But two, it's going to be good and open up a lot of doors for you because what you can really show is you can show your own development journey within an organization. So that way, when it comes to like really higher paying sales gigs out there, um, or you start to shop around to look for you know other potential open offers, they can see, hey, he started here, went here, and then went over into sales, and, and all within the same organization. Like he was, he grew and was motivated and developed. He didn't just hop around here, 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 and here. So yeah. it tells a much stronger story for yourself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, you're doing several things. You're making your the sale of you know me, right? A very easy sale where it's, hey, I'm here. I'm part of uh, the organization already. I know the ins and outs. I'm trying to grow and develop. And I want to make sure that I leverage this talent here. So it's a really, really easy win for them. And so again, like with any interview or any process, right? It is a bit of sales, like you kind of have to sell yourself. So you want to make your, the sale of you as a salesman, right? Like the best, most easy, straightforward sale possible. So doing that, going that route and working from within, it just makes the case like so very blatantly, like, yeah, we'd have to be like kind of idiots to say like, no. So yeah. it's, um, you know, you're, you're making a very, very strong case for yourself by pursuing that route. Now you can put feelers out there and see if there are other things, but um, it would be, as far as an entry point goes, this one definitely does make the process a lot smoother and a lot easier and quicker for yourself. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And another and I, sorry, Bentley, I, I just wanna say, cause it's, it's on my mind here. And even if uh, it doesn't work out, you're at least gaining knowledge. You're asking the questions like, so how did you get to this role? Like oh, like, can I, can I move forward into a role like this? Like you're asking the questions and it at least gets you better equipped, even if you do choose to go outside the organization to a different job, you at least have some more understanding of exactly what role you're looking for based on your current organization so that you can use that in that job process with another. Absolutely. Exactly. And, and a big thing about, um, you know, moving up and appearing more professional because we know you're in, in the worker type role uh, at the moment um, is actually exactly how I built my business and, and elevated myself is I took a look around and realized that, okay, everybody that's at the level that I'm at does this. This is how they dress. This is how they act. This is how they talk. I don't want to be this. I want to be that. They do things differently. I looked at what they did and I started modeling myself after them. I stopped associating and and being that way not that i you know just cast friends off but i started looking towards that and making those kinds of moves and presenting myself in a more professional manner and people started taking me more seriously this is how i started landing my own contracts because i was no longer just this guy over here i was somebody who was actually serious about my business and what i was doing and yeah. going forward and with that when you go and ask the question be direct don't beat around the bush because in sales, in customer service, there are going to be issues. Things are going to go wrong. It's just a fact of life. 
And somebody who can't communicate and can't deal with the situation is not going to make it there. And so that will be a very key thing. If you go to them and say, look, I want to move to sales. And here's the reason I want to move to sales. It's very clear. Is it possible? That's a yes or no. Is it possible? Is a yes or no question. They can't really beat around the bush. And if they do try to beat around the bush, hold their feet to the fire. This is a yes or no question. Because if it's a no, you know to stop trying there and you can look elsewhere. If it's a yes or a maybe, okay, is that a maybe no because you're trying to get rid of me? Or is it a maybe yes and I have some things to do? And if so, what do I need to do? Very direct. You, they'll look at that as sales and as customer service. This is a guy who can actually find out what a problem is, discover it, and actually attack it and take care of it. And the best part is take you. Amen. Yeah. And if it's like yes, then they can leverage uh, a lot of, you know. I'm going to have fun with this thing as we build it out. Sorry. (laughs) I want to know what one you have. Huds, because I was looking at one online the other day, and I was yeah. Well, we'll talk. I'll teach you. I'll teach you. I'll teach you everything with it. I'll show you how to set it up because it is a little clunky. But yeah, no, I really love that. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, to Bentley's point, though, you know, and again, if it is that yes, and you have that pathway forward, um, the other advantage you have is that you know, again, a lot of these um, companies, organizations, right, they have their own sales development training programs and stuff too. Mm -hmm. So you can get their resources to help build up your skills as well. So, you know, again, that way it saves you some time, effort and headache, right? Trying to piecemeal a lot of different things like out there together. Like you're getting the full like, hey, boom, here's a I mean, my when I first moved into sales, you know, I got a what fifteen hundred dollar sales intensive like boot camp course like for free. It's like, oh, you're in sales. Like there's some stuff you should know. But, you know, companies paying for it. It's like, yes, thank you. This is amazing. So, you know, again, being able to take advantage of their resources to help again, reinvest in you. So that's where, again, that showing them, hey, I really want to invest in my time here and I really want to invest in this company. Then the company might say, all right, cool. Well, you're obviously very motivated. So we will then in turn, like invest in you. And again, all it's doing is it's just, you know, leveraging all this to make you better. So that's really what it all comes to. And and there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, I want to, I want to do more. I want to be a more asset to this company because obviously I want to make more. There's nothing wrong with saying that, but just make sure you say it to the right person. Don't like if you want to get in sales, don't go to a guy in sales. Go to the guy and and I want you guys to agree or disagree with me. Go to the guy that hires and fires sales positions and talk to them about it. Don't get go to another salesman and say, how did you get this position? You go to the guy that hires and fires the sales positions and say, how do I become one of those guys? And that, that's yeah, what that, that's one thing I was going to say as well is like, you know, if you ask your manager and they're like, yeah, I, like I can look into that. They're not going to look into that because they don't care. It, it, it doesn't matter. It, that means yeah. nothing. That's fluff. So if they, if they respond with, yeah. So if they respond with all looking at that, it, it, they're probably not going to. So then ask, um, or is there somebody better that I could talk to? And yeah. then they can direct you to the sales manager, as Kevin was saying. All right, Todd, to your point, I will say, I'll, I cannot say it right here, but I'll definitely tell you something <laughs> other behind, behind the paywall <laughs> about my manager. <laughs> All right, that sounds great. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And hey, you know what? That's what the paywall is for when yeah. we get to talk about these very serious things. 
Yeah. So, I'm and, glad you mentioned that. <laughs> there, and this is actually a sales tactic. So if you come in and show this a little bit and, and use it, it's a little bit of a, a psychology thing is don't ask them, you know, maybe don't ask necessarily ask them, how can I do this? Or uh, how do I get here? Because how or can I uh, opens up the opportunity for no. So take the no out of the equation. Say, listen, I'd like to move into sales. What are the steps? Yeah. There's no, you didn't give them an opportunity to say no. You asked them yeah. what the steps are to get there. Mm -hmm. You didn't, they didn't have an opportunity to say no. And now they can go, uh, okay, well, he really wants this. Well, this is the, these are the steps. Yeah. The it's the same thing with dating. It's that assumed compliance. Right. Like you, you already assume they want the same thing you do. So we're just, we're just charting out the steps together. Absolutely. You're telling them what you're doing, right? You're just telling your, their, your intention, right? So it's like, hey, look, this is what I'm doing. So, are, you know, are we on the same page? Are we we're going to help me out? Or like, you know, do I need to find it elsewhere? And again, it's not like, you know, you're being rash about it or being like a, you know, an asshole about it, but you're just. And, and don't, hey. and don't say that. I, I want to make sure we're a hundred percent clear. Don't say, or I'll find it elsewhere. Cause now you, now you've introduced the no. <laughs> yeah. no. no like, yeah. well, he's going to leave. So let's get rid of him. That's oh, an advanced sales tactic for later when it's like, you know, yeah. you have four other job offers and you're like, Hey, are we going to do this here or else I'm going to go elsewhere. Then it's like, then you can really start throwing that weight around. But we'll, we'll, that's more advanced, so we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a later show. But on that note, guys, hey, Bentley, thanks for putting this together, guy. Great, great fucking show. I, I think this is – we got a lot of good feedback in the comments, a lot of good – but I, I got to roll. Okay. Uh, We've gone hey, a long Happy time. New Year's to everybody. Uh, we've year. got a long way to go, 12 months, believe it or not. We, we'll get there, and we say it goes quick. But if you live in the now, like Andrew said, and we take it each day at a time, achieving our goals – and doing what we want, it'll be a long time. So, hope everybody wants to kill it. But I gotta go. But great show, guys! It, it just keeps getting awesome. better. I, I love it yeah, every every time. Thanks, so, Kevin. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you soon. Everybody, you know, take yep. care, and I hope you guys keep doing what you do. Except, except you, Jaron. You're gonna get herpes, buddy. <laughs> oh, I'm good. I had yeah, to happy, say, happy new year, everyone. Don't you put that evil on nah. me. Don't no, die. check out my dating course. There's a whole module on that. <laughs> that was a joke, buddy. On probation. Hey, y'all have a great one, man. And yep. uh, it's great to see you guys. And uh, look forward to what we got coming up in 2024. Absolutely, sounds good. Yep. Happy awesome. New year. Happy New Year, man. So yeah, like I say, Nomi, those are those things that it was the. Um, you know, that, that screen I'd put up before natural talent can rise, but developed talent is unstoppable because yeah. literally there are so many people who have natural talent. Uh, for example, we use the music, for example, there are so many people who are naturally talented at music and all they ever end up doing is playing in a bar or maybe singing in the church choir, something like that, right? Developed talent, somebody who goes and trains and, and does it every single day and never stops. They will always get better than the person with natural talent. It's just a fact. And that's what the speaking extemporaneously, learning to tell stories, going and asking these things, learning these conversation skills of that sales tactic of what do we have to do to get to the next step? Don't give them the out. Don't give them the no. What do we do to get to the next step? That continuously drives the conversation forward. And that also drives your progress forward. So, you know, I was, I was thinking about this. I don't, I just, I don't, don't want to lose it from my head. One of the things that I think would be beneficial for you, Nomi, as a member of this community, 
is if you go ahead and you record, you do like voice notes, things like that within Telegram and send it to us. If you send stuff like that, we can help you improve that storytelling because then you have a concrete example and you're not just listening to yourself telling the story. You actually have others who can say, um, there was really no beginning, middle and end here. It just kind of was a flat statement or this area fell flat. And then we can help curate how you can start to tell those stories effectively. And listen to other good storytellers too. Every now and then in my YouTube feed, I'll have old Texas man tells about Texas Sasquatch or Texas old man scary stories. That that one always pops in there. And it's something like five hours long. So it's almost like when you're a kid and you're getting a bedtime story read to you. It's exactly like that. So listen to other good storytellers. Or actually, that reminds me when we were kids, I'm the, I'm the oldest of four. We would all go to bed. We had, our bedtime was like 8 o'clock or something. So my parents could watch primetime TV. And instead of reading books, because we read all of our books multiple times, you get bored of the same damn book after a while. Kids these days don't. They watch the same fucking movie over and over. It's just hanging out with my nieces and nephews. But when we were kids, we got tired of the books. So we would, I would start with a prompt, for example, and I'd do a couple seconds, 20, 30 seconds, maybe a minute, and then we'd pass it to my brother. And then he'd keep, keep the story going. And then the other sibling would keep the story going. And we our parents didn't tell us to do that. That's just something we did. And we didn't realize that we were building a skill set and doing so. But when I hang out with my siblings, we go to a lot of events from family, friends in the, in the area where I'm from. We're the life of the party. When you get all four of us together, just any combination, one of my brothers and I, both my brothers and I, we can hold the entire room. And they just think we're fucking hilarious and entertaining. And I think it goes back to having done that when we were kids. We had to keep each other entertained. So we learned how to do that improv, tell the, tell the extemporaneous stories and really work on listening and adding more depth and clarity and detail to the story rather than taking it off the, the rails. Absolutely. No, that's, uh, you know, yeah, I, I love this idea. I'm like writing it down right now. I love the idea of like us getting together, like, Hey, within the community, Hey, and I, no, I'm speaking like behind the scenes, but I'm speaking forward. Um, hey, anybody who wants to get better at sales, how about you join this call and we're going to do a round table like improv. And you never know when the person before you is going to hand it to you. <laughs> and then when they hand it to you, you say whatever you want and we see how we can formulate whatever type of story. Like my story, I was thinking off the cuff. There was no like I wasn't thinking too hard about it. Um, but it still had that, like it has flow. And so if we do that, it can help you practice that and not just practice, but witness and observe what that flow of a story should look like. Oh, that might awesome. be a fun stream to do on the minute now channel too. This is going to be a paywall thing. I think this is going to yeah. be a paywall thing, but I would love yeah. to get members involved to like show them because dude, oh my God, it just helps people so much with dating as well. Like, I, I think I heard you say it earlier, Jaron, like people ask, like guys, guys come and ask, it's like, what do I say to a girl? And it's like, I, I, I can't give you an exact robotic script, but I can show you how to say things to a girl. And so that's what we're doing. We're not telling you what to do. We're showing you how to do it. Right. So we can now make it your own flavor. I, I was I was writing something a, a, a couple of weeks ago and um, I was thinking about it. It's like we're 
we are all different flavors within an ice cream shop. Women love ice cream. Women love men. Men are flavors in the ice cream shop. Vanilla but on top. Some men, <laughs> but, 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 but there are some flavors that are their favorite. Right? You have your favorites and you have your ones you may go back to every once in a while or the ones you kind of think about. But is it's not good enough that you don't want to pick your favorite when you're going to the ice cream shop. And so that's essentially what we're uh, – yeah, um, I can't remember exactly where I'm going. going oh, we're going to develop. All right, sorry. We're going to build an ice cream shop. We're going to develop your flavor. Yeah. That's essentially what I'm saying. You understand what I, you guys understand what I'm saying, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And right. so we're going to be developing your own unique flavor. And then we're going to add you to Baskin Robbins. And then let's see what goes from there. <laughs> yeah. The last thing, uh, we made it to Baskin Robbins. Yeah, the last thing I'll say, the last piece of advice, you know, is this: you know, think about translating value. Because again, like when you, you know, can think about how to, you know, like Cotton Wolf of Wall Street, right? Sell me this pen. Like, I mean, we can even do a live example right now. If someone names any random obscure object, just name it. I can give you a quick little sales pitch on it, Mike. So yeah, now if you want yeah. to name anything random, I'll make a sales pitch for you right now. Yo-yo, uh, I have a yo-yo. Yo-yos, there you go. All right. Well, I mean, see, the thing about yo-yos, right, is that <laughs> kids these days, they're always tied to real, you know, non-physical or non-tangible things that don't really develop or require any type of skill. What's entertaining about the yo-yo and what's great about them is not only the fact that it's more of an actual physical skill that needs to be harnessed, but it's also promotes a much more active type of lifestyle because again, you have to actually be physically up and doing it. You're not going to be sitting down or slouched or anything like that. So what's great about it is again, on the end and outside the hours of entertainment, especially when you start learning how to do like the different sort of types of tricks, which are very personal challenges and aren't necessarily very intuitive, but you really have a very interesting self-development tool that again, teaches kids how to be creative how to think a little bit outside the box while actually being a little bit more physically active. So again, that's just a little bit of the value that you can get out of a yo-yo outside of just, you know, having something to do for, you know, a couple hours as long as you want. So again, right. That's just off the cuff, right. Yeah. Off the top of my head, Right. What yeah. just, but when you think of like, all right, what is the inherent value of something? So, you know, then you can start just practicing, like trying to right sell ridiculous things, right? Like, Hey, you know, let me sell. I mean, because again, people sell all sorts of crazy stuff out there, right? But all right, cool. Let me sell a used stamp, right? All right. Just think about that, right? Like, all right, well, what's the value in it, right? Well, it's a stamp. It's already been paid for. It's whatever. Just throw a piece of tape on it, right? You're good to go. But again, think about value. And then that will help when there actually is something of value for you to sell. Jerry, you went so fast, like to just say, like, hey, the yo yo. You know what I was going to say? I have a pen in my hand. I was like about to say, sell me this pen. Know me. Know me. Yes. Sell us this pen. Sell us. Oh, man. No, no. This ain't a joke. <laughs> oh, oh, you're on. Yeah, you have to sell us. Put your full screen, sell yeah. I set myself for that. Right now. I set myself for that. Um, well, I personally use this pen called Pilot. The 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 quality of this pen is uh, this you can write really smooth with that and uh it doesn't really spread the ink and it stays on it and any 
because most of the pen when you use it, it's uh, um, it could make a mess. And uh, while while this pen, it doesn't really also not going out of the ink really soon. So I will I would like and ask you guys: Is anybody interested in this pen to buy today? All right, Naomi, we got things to do behind the paywall. I'm not <laughs> how, how I do how I do something like that because I I have pen stories too. It's like, okay, pens are like lighters. You either have a million of them or you have zero of them, and yeah. you only don't have them when you need them. Years ago, I flew down to Colombia, and I think the I think the immigration officials were kind of fucking with me. So I was in line, and for whatever reason, I didn't have a pen on me. I always have extra pens in all of my luggage because things like this happen. So I'm in line and I'm asking everyone, Hey, can I have a pen? Can I have a pen? There's like three pens for the entire flight. People are passing them back and forth. And I think me just being the asshole American, and people are kind of laughing. It was good fun. They would not give me the pen. So <laughs> the immigration lines going through, going, going through it was, I was the last person in the line in Medellin on the last flight. So finally every, everyone's gone and it's just me standing there. And one of the immigration girls grabs a pen. She's like, she's like, you can have a pen. And she was just she was just laughing at me. So to avoid that from happening, and I wasn't in a hurry or anything, but it was kind of embarrassing, although it was fun. I always make sure I have multiple spare pens in any place where I may need to have a pen. If I'm going to be signing a contract, it's in my leather-bound portfolio. It's in my passport carrier. It's in my carry-on bag. It's in my laptop bag. I always need to have a pen for moments when I need a pen. And I actually don't even write that often. I had to go to the, the notary the other day. They had a nice little fountain pen there, but I realized I haven't signed my name physically in whew, months, but you never want to be without a pen when you really need one. Um, that's Absolutely. a great example right there of like, again, translating value versus looking more so at like features. Cause then he can break down into the features. Now what makes this pen so amazing, right? Is right. This, this, and this, but you really want to get into the value. Yeah. Doesn't explode in your gym bag. Like my yeah. pen for my gym logs. <laughs> So, like, why do I have blue shit all over my back? Oh, my pen exploded. Well, we'll cover a lot more of this, like, behind the paywall. So. Absolutely. So, speaking of which, we've uh, we've yeah. gone really long. We're over two hours here, so this has been good. It's great. Thanks a lot, guys, for uh, supporting me on this idea of coaching some guys along. So, the plan is we're going to follow up with these guys um, throughout the course of the year. Of course, we couldn't ask, you know, uh, Andrew to stay on so late because it's just not fair as, as far ahead of us in time as he is. But... Um, we're going to do this a couple of times through the year. We're going to update guys as to where they've like, where Nomi has gotten on his goals, uh, the things he's progressed, the things he's accomplished, the things he's struggling with. Uh, maybe we have to alter it. Maybe we have to add something to it. Uh, so we're going to do this throughout the year. So you can see what it takes. We're going to follow Nomi's journey. And our goal is to get him to 120 grand by the end of the year. That's our goal. And you get to sit here and watch it, or you can become a member and join it and achieve your own damn goal. Um, because we want to see everybody do it. Like, you know, we all have goals. Every one of us on this show, every one of us on this panel, everyone in the admins, everybody in the group, we all have goals and we all want to achieve them. And we all My goal see- is for Chris Amy to join the group. Chris, where you been, bro? Yeah, no shit. Love you, man. Yeah. So, and speaking of which, like, uh, like we said, Nomi has so much ambition and goes so hard. Um, I told Nomi to get a notebook uh, because we had an exercise for him. And yeah, he sent us the message. He went and got it. And it was something along the lines of like this. And he went and got it. So uh, something we're going to do behind the paywall um, because it's a little more personal, a little more private. And we don't want to share that publicly. Um, but these are the things that, that we do. Like, you know, we had him get a notebook specifically for 
this task and this goal, and we're going to help him with this one. And this is very personal, very private. So we'll keep it that way. But just want you guys to know the things that we do. And uh, once again, love to thank you guys for uh, supporting me in this, this idea and this journey. And um, awesome. we'll keep it up from there. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Get in the group, y'all. That, that's yeah, all of your New Year's goal. Yeah, so I, I won't do the pitching. Just just get in the group, you know. You yeah. Know so well, our our goal. You've is... been here for two hours. You know what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you don't see the value yeah. after two hours, what the hell? <laughs> and then um, and this is the free stuff you're getting. Exactly. Keep that in mind too. Yeah, it gets yeah. so much more in depth. Yeah, as everybody has said, it gets so much more in depth and more personalized. And we just make sure that you succeed, whatever that means, however long that may be. It doesn't have to be two hours. It doesn't have to be three hours. Hell, it could be 40 hours of time that we end up putting in to make sure you succeed. But that's what we do. That's what we do. And that's what this entire community is all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. Awesome. Awesome. All right, all right guys. So with that, happy right. new year to everybody. Happy new year, everybody. Thanks. Thanks so Let's much. get more in 24. Absolutely. Yes, I knew we needed a motto or a tagline. Yeah, we do. I'm glad that is our it. motto. We're getting That's more Bentley. in 24. That's Bentley's. I'm not taking credit. I stole it from somebody else. <laughs> more, more, more whores in 24? No. Not All right, Darren. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. no, Get kidding. out of here. <laughs> yeah. Well, for Nomi, it's more money. Um, for me, it's more nice. business. Um, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. All right, We're talking about 24. Not, not, yeah. not ones who take the money. We're talking about the making money. Making money. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. It's about nothing, making money. Making money means yeah. you're providing value. So if, if you're making more money, that means you're providing more value. If we've helped you make more money, we've provided you with a lot of value. That's a success. That's a win. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna close this out. You bet. Love you all. Love, Love you all. all. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Everybody this year.